In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Respect to 
Nothing can stop your blessings. Not a hater, not an ex, not a hex, nothing. I know someone needs to hear this today aside from me. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan. If you're new to the show, you might be wondering where the hell you're at. Well, let me tell you. This is a pop culture podcast where we focus on pop culture and reality shows and uh, listen, this Lisa Rinna ruined my weekend. <laughs> I think she ruined a lot of our weekends. Lisa Rinna. If you guys heard my three and a half, <laughs> three and a half hour Beverly Hills recap on Friday, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's not. She just didn't stop there, though. She went hog wild on the internet. There were fake accounts involved. We're gonna go through everything. So if you're new to the show, here's how it works. We do a song at the beginning. Uh, there's timestamps, so you can skip right past that. But come on, you don't. How are you not gonna want to listen to a mashup with the Beastie Boys? Come on. And uh, Monday we do a pop culture roundup. Right. My co-host is Sophie Ross from the podcast So True with Sophie Ross. Uh, we hit every story. Beverly Hills. We go hard on Winterhouse. We do a little Southern charm from two weeks ago. We do Jason Sudeikis and Harry Styles. We ponder what was potentially in that salad dressing that Olivia Wilde made that makes all the boys go, woohoo. Uh, we hit everything. In most podcasts, that's where they'd stop, right? But I'm like, no, no, let's keep going. Can we keep going? So it's like we got. We got Eliza at Face Reality 16. Now, if that sounds familiar, she's a very popular Instagram account that actually is the first one to post um, an alleged claim that Lisa Rinna is involved in some way with a Twitter account at woke underscore underscore Stan. Hi, if you're listening, whoever you are, I think I think actually woke underscore Stan is a collective of people kind of like the Wu-Tang Clan. I think it is a collective that they all share a Twitter um, uh, username and password, and they all just get on. It's like Sister to the Traveling Pants, but with a Twitter account. That's my personal belief, but we'll get more into that because she joins us. So how it works is you can use the timestamp, you can skip right to Sophie, or you can use the timestamp to skip right to Face Reality 16. But, and you, most of you be like, that's crazy, Ryan. We've got two shows right there, but why don't I give you a third one? Because there's another great Instagram account. Uh, uh, you, you ever hear of Brands by Bravo, Danielle? She has her own recap podcast right now on Real Housewives of New York, the earlier seasons. And she joins us to totally take a hard left and talk about a non-Bravo show as a, a kind of a cleansing palette to cleanse our palate, if you will, because uh, there's a little show that called Welcome to Plathville, and the mom from Welcome to Plathville, Kim, got arrested for DUI, a little Dewey as uh, PK. Oh, God, DUI. No, you didn't, PK. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Um, he got, uh, she got a DUI. So she's a huge fan of that show. And she knows I'm a huge fan of that show. And we both saw that news story pop up on Friday. And we're like, we got to talk about that. So that's like a quick 20 minute. So you can skip to that. The thing is, you know, you can listen to this podcast a la carte. Like you can go, uh, you know what? I feel like starting with Welcome to Plantville first. So you can go over to Brands by Bravo or you're like, you know what? I'd like to switch it up and start with Face Reality 16 and find out all about the Lisa Renna story. You can go there. You know, it's like Wendy's. We do it your way. You just need to move your little finger to the timestamp. That's it. That's how it works. If you're new here, I know this might be weird and it's not like the other podcasts that you listen to, but it's okay. It'll be okay. I swear. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. We're mainly here to laugh, but I got to tell you, 
this shit that went on this weekend, you guys. This Lisa Renna, have you heard about this girl? <laughs> the one with the rats in the kitchen? Listen, I don't know what's going on. I'm, frankly, I'm worried about her. And listen, I should only be worried about me, myself, and I. But something is going something is going on in whatever town she lives in. I don't even think she lives in Beverly Hills. Doesn't she live in, like, Encino or something? It's a very nice-looking house outdoors. Uh, it, the outside area, you know, when Harry is, like, setting up potable water and his uh, survival hut. <laughs> Do you guys remember that scene last season with Beverly Hills where he was, like, showing her the pool with the water they could use in, in case of an apocalypse. And then Lisa was running around with a fire hose, like a fire drill. And she was like, <laughs> and just laughed like a maniac. Well, that were, that that's, that's what we consider the fun times. We are so not in the fun times anymore. We are in the weeds. And all we have to do is get through to this Wednesday, the finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the third part of the reunion, the Kathy part. My God, I cannot... Listen, this is not... I, I can't imagine this has helped tourism in Aspen. You know, and that damn Caribou Club. We're going to do a So Bad It's Good live show at the Caribou Club uh, or a baddie meetup. Which over, by the way, if you want to join, go over to the Patreon. Uh, five bucks a month, you get a whole bunch of extra episodes. I did a two-hour one with Kate Legaco where we're recapping Selling the OC, this horrible show on Netflix from the creators of Selling Sunset. But we, the first hour, we just literally talk about... Lisa Rinna, Beverly Hills, dating lives. Like, I mean, we just, we kind of go balls deep, as Kyle Cook would say. And it's a lot of fun. I'm going to be doing a Q&A over on Patreon tomorrow night with Meditza Lopez. It'll cover more BravoCon stuff and some dirt. You guys wouldn't believe the shit that has been happening. I can't wait to share more with you. It's just crazy. Um, I always start usually also just to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a Taurus. Uh, grew up in Kansas. <laughs> Just, no, it's crazy, you guys. I'm moving. So I went to BravoCon, come back, and immediately, and you guys knew I, I lost all my equipment at BravoCon because my name's Ryan Bailey. And uh, nobody turned it in still. So that's okay, though. We're getting over it. But luckily, I came and I had to immediately start packing to move. And if you guys know me, like, well, let me tell you. I am a collector. Uh, some people might call it a hoarder, but I don't because I've seen that show and I don't, you know, I'm just not going to say that about myself. But I have collected a massive amount of books and DVDs. Like I threw away all my CDs uh, and that was like a big cleansing moment for me like seven years ago after my divorce. And I was just trying to, get, you know, it's like when you, you're like, I don't think these are coming with me. And I had taken such pride in my CD collection that I'd carry around these big, remember when we have the big leather cases and it'd have like a hundred CDs and you're like, I got to take that with me to 7-Eleven. I've got to make sure that I have Jules greatest hits with me. And that would just go everywhere. And then when you make those hard choices, when you're moving out and you're like, well, I guess these 3000 CDs are just going to go straight in the trash. And you're like, man, I used to sell plasma just so I could buy new music. You guys, this is before Spotify. Like, that's why I was like, if I had a time machine, I would do all the kill Hitler and all that stuff. But then I would also just go back and shake myself. And so, Hey, dipshit, stop buying CDs and DVDs. There's going to be no, no use for them in the future. Like you could literally, you could have a new car. Like you could have a nice car. Um, but books for some reason, they make me happy. And I 
was packing and I was coming across uh, all of these books. And, you know, as you get older, it's just like, it's not even your taste change, but you start thinking about the passage of time. And you're like, am I really going to be able to ever read Anna Karenina? Like, you know, like, I think there's not, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not going to be a time, I don't think at this point, at this age, where I'm going to say, you know what? I need to pick up Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment, and just finish this. You know? Like, that was like, those books were when you're younger, and you have more time. And now, and now I can barely sit through an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills without nodding off. Oh my God, I sound like I'm dying. But I was cracking up at some of the books that I do own, that I was like digging through, that is going into storage. I'm like packing all my stuff into storage for now until I find a place. And um, I wanted to read to you some of the books. Like, okay, so I have I have all of Woody Allen's books. And he's uh, a director that we don't we don't like anymore. But I used to love like Annie Hall when I was a kid and stuff. I thought I was all like artsy. And now it turns out he's just creepy. Um, I had that. And then I had um, John and Kate plus eight. Remember that show from TLC? I had uh, a book called Multiple Blessings, which was their their book they wrote together as a family before they before John Gosselin split off. Remember that whole thing when he split off and he started hanging out with the designer of Ed Hardy and he would be on a yacht with like a reporter from page six drinking Red Bull vodka. You guys, I was on this podcast called X Knows All over the weekend, which I highly recommend. This girl was awesome. And we had the best conversation. I think it was like two hours because we were just having such fun. Like pop culture, don't worry, we'll get to reality shows in a second. Pop culture is such a has such a rich history that I think we should really try to appreciate and celebrate as much as possible. Uh, so X Knows All is the, uh, it's a pop culture podcast. I just had the best time on it. So I want to highly recommend that this weekend, if you get a chance to uh, to listen to it. But we were talking about these moments in pop culture history that only certain people remember, you know? By the way, the host of that is Christy. Christy, if you're listening, you were amazing. I had such a blast with you. But I was thinking about that. Like, there are these moments that I was like, wow, I remember we talk about Perez Hilton, like refreshing Perez Hilton back in the day before you had the Daily Mail and 30 other forms of entertainment news. And I was going through these books. I had that. I had The Real World, that uh, MTV reality series. I had the... uh, the book for the real world. Yeah, they had a book for the real world. I needed that. Uh, let's see what other books. But then it would like switch up and take a hard left and I would have like Joan Didion books. Like The Year of Magical Thinking is one of my favorite books ever. Um, I have How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. <laughs> I have Beverly Hills 90210 Exposed. Um, I have The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks. Like these are all books like, why, as an 18-year-old, did I need the screenplay for Eyes Wide Shut, the Stanley Kubrick film with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman about uh, orgies? Like, why? I was trying to remember, like, me at 18 going, like, I need this book. I need this book. And I was thinking about that, of, like, how we change through the ages and how we even change in our taste for what we like entertainment-wise. Like, I remember that kid that was into that, but then, like, you change and that's okay. And I was thinking about that. That's why I played that song in the beginning with the Beastie Boys, because I recently went through and listened to the Beastie Boys catalog from beginning to end, because, unfortunately, Adam Yauch passed away, um, my gosh, eight or nine years ago or something, and the Beastie Boys, unfortunately, had to break up. But, you know... The whole point is, 
is that we evolve, we change, and our pop culture tastes and our music tastes and our TV tastes change with that. And I think that is so weird because my taste team seem to be getting worse as I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills nonstop. Um, by the way, Beastie Boys, it is so rad to watch where they started where they were talking about getting high drinking girls and then but by the end they were talking about peace and love and coming together and it still like hit just as hard as that first album for me and i was like wow it's so cool when you can see somebody grow and it's like that's the bummer about people leaving us because you're like oh i would kill to hear what the beastie boys sound like right now like 15 years years from now, will we will we wonder what like, oh man, I wish they could get this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills together again and see what they'd be like now. Like wh- how old of a guy is Erica Jane married to now? JK. Um, so <laughs> that is how the show works. Uh, a couple of things before we get right into Sophie. Uh, if you like this podcast, and I hope you do, but it's okay if you don't, but leave it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It would be really, really helpful. Oh my God, did you guys hear about this? Oh, also, you guys, I did a lot of Instagram stories, and I am, once again, shadow banned. I know I got a lot of messages. I am aware. Um, so you need to type in my full name to find me. I did not block anybody. A lot of people thought I blocked them and then they found me, but you have to type in my whole name. So what I did was when I was doing those Rinna posts, I think I said something like, I want to waterboard myself with Rinna Rosé, um, because I was so tired of talking about, um, Beverly Hills and they took that as a violent threat or somebody reported that because, you know. Instagram doesn't get humor. And I guess it's not super funny to be waterboarded with Renner Rosé. It probably would be very painful because I don't think it's probably a quality product. Who knows, though, right? Who knows? Harry Hamlin's behind it. I like him. Um, so I am shadow banned. Who knows how long that will last for? So just if you're, you're looking for me, I'm there. You just got to type in so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. And I should pop up. If not, follow so bad. It's good. Backup. And uh, if I get totally wiped out as an account, we will start from scratch. Um, Also, happy 42nd birthday to Kim Kardashian. She was in a private jet, her Kim airplane last night, which I told you I made my dad watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians a couple weeks ago. And he fuck, he was so disgusted. He was like, how did he was he was like truly ashamed. I always joke about my dad being ashamed of me, but he was like, this is what you want. This is what you talk about. So she had a 42nd birthday party. She gets in her private jet. They're going to Vegas so they can see Usher and have dinner at Carbone. So I love that Kim truly is still living that sorority girl lifestyle, which by the way, I had my birthday dinner at Carbone. Like I get it. I get it. I don't know if I'd see Usher, but I was, when she put that on her story, were you guys not scared shitless that I was like, oh no, Usher's about to get a very angry phone call from Dipshit West. Like, you know, Dipshit West was going to call Usher and be like, you don't perform, like you better not perform confessions or like, you know, like, I, and also me and Sophie do talk about Mr. West today briefly. I'm going to try not to talk about him a lot anymore because I think it's truly disgusting. And I just want to say that off the top, uh, there is no room for hate on this podcast unless we're talking about reality stars or certain pop culture stars, but that's it. You know, I, I, I love everyone. I hope everybody loves everybody and I hope we can get along. And that's kind of where my head is at on the whole situation. And I, I think you guys are like that too. You guys are so fucking awesome when I read your DMs and letters and all that stuff. Um, just to make you though furious though, you want to talk about rich people you know this blue ivy 
uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. And Beyonce is so sacred to me. Like, she cannot do a thing wrong to me. Like, I just... I love Beyonce so much. She makes me feel so good inside. But this Blue Ivy Carter, I'm telling you, did you guys hear this story? Blue Ivy, by the way, I think little Phoenix Kemsley, Dorit, and PK's daughter, I think if they stepped it up, they Phoenix could be the next Blue Ivy. But get this shit. Do you want to feel poor right now? Beyonce and Jay-Z's daughter, Blue Ivy, bids more than $80,000 for diamond earrings at a wearable art gallery. You you heard that right, you guys. Blue Ivy, okay, guess how 10 years old, couldn't resist bidding more than $80,000 for a pair of diamond Lorraine Schwartz earrings during the Saturday, October 22nd auction. Quinta Brunson, for her part, shared footage while cheering. Quinta Brunson, of course, the creator and lead actor in uh, Abbott Elementary on ABC. And Kiki Palmer, I think, was doing the announcing. And Blue Ivy just jumped up at her from her seat with her pan, like with their little waving panel, you know, like I've never been to an auction, but I've seen them on like documentaries and stuff. This little blue Ivy waves this panel all confidently, $80,000. If my like, and lit, like what? 10 years old, 10 years old. I don't, I did not even make near $80,000 in the, it, it's been years, you guys. I mean, like, it's been a, it's been a dry spell, you guys. And Blue Ivy, and like, like, she jumps up. Like, did she, did she even have to ask permission? What is going on in the Jay-Z Beyonce household? I was like, little, like, is this encouraged? Like, where do the, does, does Blue Ivy live by herself? Like, I bet, I think Blue Ivy lives in, like, Park La Brea or something. Like, how the hell did this happen? I mean, I know they have the money, but I didn't realize Blue Ivy was was given permission to just spend $80,000 willy-nilly. Why is Blue Ivy going to auctions? Can we just even start, like, like, when I was a kid, I would, like, beg my mom to go to, like, like a comic book store, or, like a mini putt-putt, and this kid's, like, going to auctions where they're bidding on diamond earrings? What is happening? So that is that is also a news. That, oh, and also sad news. Well, not sad news in case you are a $55 million in there because Heather and Terry Debro are selling their $55 million mansion. Uh, you guys know it. It's the one with the champagne room, the one that they had that uh, where they threw away $30,000 of sushi on last year's Real Housewives of Orange County. They are selling their $55 million Newport Beach, and they're getting a chateau in Los Angeles. And a lot of people are saying that potentially could open the door for her to come to Beverly Hills. I don't personally believe that, but they spent years renovating this home, and they documented some of the construction on Real Housewives of Orange County. It's a 22,000-square-foot property. A lot of their kids are going off to college, and um, Josh Altman reportedly has the listing from Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles, so I'm sure that is going to be a storyline in there. But like, also, isn't the mansion, they have pictures of it on people.com, and it looks gorgeous, but doesn't it have that one, like the thing, the, the special art piece that's like engraved into the wall with like each thing represents one of Heather's kids? Like, does that have to stay? Or if, like, I buy that, can I just, like, put a poster over it? You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. Guys, life is so weird. Um, We will get fully into the Lisa Rinna thing. And we get into it a little bit with Sophie Ross, but you will get fully into it with Face Reality 16. This is a supersized, Rinna-sized 
episode. So buckle in. Uh, from the podcast, So True with Sophie Ross, we do a pop culture roundup every mo- Monday. And this is when your Monday starts right now. Here she is, Sophie Ross. You guys, welcome to your week. It is the So Bad It's Good Pop Culture Roundup. It has been such an insane day, and I'm so happy that is joining me today, even though I just had lunch with her in the beautiful city of New York City last week, we have the one, the only, from the podcast So True with Sophie Ross that comes out usually on Tuesdays, so make sure you subscribe right now. Also, her Substack subscribe to that as well and you can always super follow on twitter the one the only sophie ross sophie how are we today hi baby gorgeous <laughs> by the way it was so fun to um we were both on our phones sitting across from each other eating an italian meal it was it was very fun yes it was and i actually went back to that restaurant this weekend Oh, I thought you left something there like I did at the uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sophie saw me on Monday after I had, like, lost all will to live. And I had lost every... I had one credit card to my name and, like, thankfully an ID. But she saw... It was rough. Like, she saw me... And... Sorry, what was that? No, I was just going to say I was so sad for you. Like, that's so stressful. That's my brand is being sad for me, by the way. Sad for me is my brand. And then we called her mom, you guys, and her mom was all worried about me. Like, Ryan, I've, I see that you're not doing well. And like, I really kind of needed that pep talk because my mom was not available to talk. And she was just like, how are we? And I don't know. I think I have a crush on your mom. Is that? I don't know. That's weird. That's not right. Oh, my. God. That's not right. Sorry, Amy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oops. Sorry. Wait, I'm getting a call. Hold on. Is it Lisa um, Rinna? Yeah, it was. It was Rinna. It was that one guy that pretends that he's like the the ringleader. Patrick Summers. Patrick Summers. Yeah, Patrick, it was Patrick Summers. It was Patrick Summers. Um, my mom is gonna be like super flattered, but like yeah, no, I I I genuinely love Sophie's mom. She's actually super cool. Um, so your team, just let's get the sports thing out of the way, just because I guess it's sports season, and your team, the Bengals, uh, won today. So that's a good. You're you're in a happy mood about that. Yeah, they killed it. They're back, baby. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Joe Burrow is the first quarterback in NFL history to throw more than 500 yards and do four do four <laughs> touchdowns in more than one game. And the Bengals defense has not let an opponent score a touchdown in the second half of any of their games so far this season. Well, let me hit you with the fact Lisa Rinna is the first housewife in history that is potentially involved with multiple hackers. And has, I mean, this, I don't know if you've heard you, Sophie, you're online all the time. I don't know if you are aware of what happened today and we'll cover it briefly. And I'm sure I'll cover it as more information gets out because this is all the fucking sudden Watergate or something is that there's an account. I think the account follows you, by the way, or they've retweeted you woke underscore Stan is the Wait, Twitter they, account. They follow me. Somebody I said, somebody said in my DMs that. that they liked one of your tweets or retweeted you at some point. So I got to ask you, are you working for big Rena, like big pharma? Are you? Okay. The- I am on their Twitter. They do not follow me, but I'll, I'm going to look through their feed and see if they've retweeted me. That's really yeah, somebody cool. must've looked way back. Cause they mentioned your name in my DM. And I was like, yeah, like she tweets housewives stuff. So yeah. But that would be great if you had been working for Lisa Rinna this whole time. Can you imagine if I was on Rinna's payroll? 
I would be the worst employee ever. But also, I don't think Rinda's, I don't think she can afford to have a payroll like that. Like the, she has to get the rats, Harry, the daughters. Exactly. Um, exactly. What is your take on all of this? So basically this account woke Stan. Lisa in her stories on Instagram put up one of their tweets that pretty much said, oh, the biggest bully in Hollywood. Well, Kathy, you sent your daughter Paris to a camp when she was younger where she got trigger warning. She didn't put the trigger warning, but she, you know, R-A-P-E-D and all of this stuff. And it was like the most intense thing you could put in a story. And then today we wake up and Face Reality 16 says... Somebody sent her information saying that like the IP address or the API, what you could locate where it was near Rinna's home and Rinna might be behind the account woke underscore Stan, which I don't think is true, but there's right. so it's much like information. How, how accurate is that information? Because I would love to personally believe that because it's so juicy. Yeah. And yeah, the tweet was awful. It was basically saying that it's Kathy's fault that Paris got trigger warning raped. And that's just such a disgusting thing to say. And it's also like, especially after watching the reunion where Rinna makes a whole stink about Garcelle's book mentioning her daughter. So it's just like so outrageous, but like the IP address thing, like, that would be awesome if we could prove that it was Rena, but like, I don't like, is it? Legit? And I don't have the brain power for this. You guys, but you guys are DMing me like coordinates and like geo tags. And I'm like, do you guys, I make fart memes. Like, I don't understand. Like people are sending me like exact coordinates and things. And I'm like, I don't even know how to work a map. Um, so basically I'm not sure we're going to try to find out more information, but what we do know is what Sophie said that on the reunion this week, which I wanted to ask you about because I just also it was, pause. Yeah. 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 I, I, so I searched woke underscore Stan and then I searched with my handle and they do reply to my tweets a lot. They don't currently follow me, but they do reply to my tweets. One of my tweets that I tweeted last year, I said, my mom just confessed to me that she ordered Rinna beauty products. Don't (laughs) text. This was last year. And then she ended up like hating them. (laughs) I hate Rinna. I'm throwing away her lip shit. Like she updated me that she hated her now after like keeping up with your mom did. Yeah. And then woke underscore Stan replied to my tweet about my mom ordering Rena beauty products and goes, as she should. As she should. It's my beauty product. (laughs) That's kind of wild. Isn't that weird that she replied to a Rena thing? Yes, about Rena Beauty products. I'm smelling a Substack article, you guys. Sophie Rostock. What is it? So, what's your Substack? Sophie Rostock. Substack.com. Okay, so, but what we can prove is what Sophie said earlier about the Garcelle book. You work in writing and stuff like that. Garcelle, like literally this scene happened on the show and they didn't edit it out with talking about Amelia and they even showed a clip. Why should Garcelle have to edit it out of a book the week the book comes out? Doesn't that cost a lot of money to do? And I feel like Garcelle bent over backwards when Rinna, like it's still in the show. The scene is still in the show. Right. She did bend over backwards for her and she shouldn't have, in my opinion, like she had no reason to do that, but she was like, that was the good, nice thing to do. Yeah. Brenna, Brenna should be giving a huge thank you because yes, I don't work in book publishing, but I can imagine that's a massive, massive hassle. A lot of money and resources wasted. They already had the original book printed and then they had to 
you know, reprint a bunch of books. Like that's a, a lot of work. Well, when you come out with your eventual book one day, Sophie, and Nick Vile asks you to remove all of the chapters on him, will you do that to be kinder? Will you say, I'm oh, sorry, no. Nick, this is my book. This yeah, is like my absolutely, first time. Absolutely not. I owe Nick Vile <laughs> nothing. And Garcelle <laughs> owes Rena nothing. And it was a rather innocuous, you know, passage. She was basically just recapping the conversation they had already had on the show. And then they showed the clip on the show. Like, it doesn't exactly. that give it more attention? Exactly. It was about whether or not Rena's behavior on social media could potentially trigger her daughter's eating disorder. And yeah, they, it was something that they had already showed. They showed it again on the reunion. Like, but also oh don't God. you think, but also don't you think that's like kind of a champion story in a way is that Amelia got past that point? Like, wouldn't you want to say my daughter did like did face that head on and she's actually look at her now. She's shaved off her eyebrows completely. <laughs> Ren, Ren, oh my God. Rena just wanted to do something like nasty. Malicious. Yeah. She just wanted to be malicious to Garcelle. Of course, any opportunity for her to play the victim and act like someone has really done something terrible when in reality everything that Rena has ever done is a thousand times worse than that I, I mean kind of that's what's so confusing what did you think of the moment that everybody keeps talking about and I have to remind everybody this is a tv show but like you know they have cameras on everybody but when that book thing happened it kind of turned into a jokey thing about recycling uh because Lisa was like Andy I've got to admit I'm the one that actually put the book in the trash and Harry Hamlet threw away a whole phone which I'm like I would have bought that phone. Like that would have been great for my reality show museum. A rotary phone. Yeah. Like, of course that was Rena's trash. Like, of course it was. It was just, it was just, it's just pill bottles and a phone. Like, yeah. um, so Andy, they're all laughing about it and they do a quick shot of Garcelle, you guys. And it's like this stillness that is so powerful, but you can kind of sense, and I I'm, I'm, might be reading into it. You can sense this sadness of like, we just got away from the point completely. And now you guys, Andy, yeah, you know, Erica and Rinna are just all laughing about recycling. Yeah. And when I watched it, I did not, I didn't watch it live. I saw the Twitter, you know, discourse. Yeah, yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. And I was expecting it to be something way more obvious. It was very subtle. And when I was watching, I was like, I may not have even noticed the fact that, like, I saw that Garcelle was upset, but the way that, you know, people are really, really, really lashing out at Andy. I was like, oh, I I'm would probably would not have just noticed that. And I'm glad that other people picked up on it because it was a very nuanced moment where it was just like, you know, one of those microaggressions kind of where Garcelle's feelings in that moment did not matter. If it was probably any other housewife, um, they would have been like, how are you feeling? How do you feel about that? Like, it definitely was obvious when you actually pay attention well, also, uh, if we're talking about eating disorders, we, you know, trigger warning, we also have, should we just call the podcast trigger warning? No, we also have yeah. Crystal on stage who actually dealt with that as a storyline that they kind of half-assed this season. And right. then it's like, wait, you could have turned that into a conversation then about Crystal and actually had something positive out of about it. But then we just end up being mad at Garcelle for putting it in the book. And then we just start joking about recycling and then right. it's over. It's done. Right. Yes. Yeah. And How exhausted are you of this? I mean, like, I can't wait for this to be over next week. Oh my God. I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Honestly, genuinely. Only a three-part reunion. Last year was four, but I'm like, 
I would have, I would have been happy with two and a half, like just do a two hour one. Let's get Kathy out there and let's go, you know? Yeah, seriously. And of course they saved the Kathy stuff for last. Cause that's going to be like the juiciest part. If I they think pull her out the last five minutes. I'm going to be pissed. Like yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Kathy, and then they just all toast. I feel like they're going to. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, so how are you doing, Sophie? You, who do you have on the podcast this week on your so true on Tuesday? Um, I have Remy Casimir on and we actually do, we recorded it before, um, part two of the reunion aired. So we didn't get to talk about, we did talk about Andy Cohen and kind of the backlash he's been receiving. I thought, what do you you think about the backlash Andy receives? Well, I sometimes don't understand it. I, yeah, I think that's something that kind of made me personally a little bit upset. And I, I really like, and I talk about this, how I so am listening and wanting to hear other people's perspectives, but I was a little bit upset that all he did recently with the uptick in anti-Semitism, Kanye West, he tweeted like the anti-Semitism that's like coming at us from all corners right now is alarming. Dude. And people were kind of all lives mattering his tweet. And I was like, this is a Jewish man that goes through. And I talk about this with Remy. Remy is also Jewish. So listen to our episode on Tuesday about how this is a Jewish man who has had to operate through life with the name Cohen. I feel like both Remy and I talk about how we kind of um, hide in plain sight with our names. Ross could be anything, which, by the way, and I tell this story, how my original last name was Rosenblatt. I probably told this story on the podcast Yeah, 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 no. So, um, yeah, Ross could literally be anything. By design, my great-grandpa changed it from Rosenblatt to Ross because of anti-Semitism. So I don't know what that's like to go through life with like a very, like everyone knows you're Jewish. Everyone knows. And I mean, Andy, and by Cohen the way, he's Jewish. proudly Jewish too. Exactly. Exactly. He is openly Jewish, but I think even, you know, applying to jobs, if you are not Andy Cohen, you're someone with the last name Rosenblatt. That's something that you have to think about. Like is someone on the other end of this going to reject my application because they see Goldstein or Rosenblatt or whatever it is. Anyway, that's besides the point. I think that Andy probably does have a lot of personal experience with anti-Semitism that he probably hasn't talked about on like the broader stage. Even seeing Meredith Mark celebrating Shabbat was a big deal deal to me. Even watching Love is Blind and seeing a Jewish contestant talking about being Jewish on a reality dating show. All of these reality dating shows are always Christian dating shows. Like, so I think that this is- So isn't it weird though? Like, I mean, it's not for, it's, I just can't believe we're still at this point. Like I thought we were, I just like, how are we all of a sudden back to this point of like this Kanye West bullshit? And the only reason I bring this up two weeks ago, you came on and you talked about this really eloquently and we got a lot of positive feedback about it of how, you know, just like how much it meant to hear you talk about this. But like to me, and this is the ignorance of being a straight white male, I was like, what? We're wait, we we don't like we're anti-Semitic all of a sudden? Like everybody's anti-Semitic? Like this is like I thought we were past this shit. Like I thought we well, were we haven't other- we haven't been past it. And being a a Jewish woman who has a platform on social media, the amount of anti-Semitic hate that I get have gotten for a long, long time. Like we see it. And so Andy Cohen, this is it affects him and he has clearly a blind spot. Because he shouldn't just speak up when things affect him personally, but I also appreciated him speaking out. So the backlash he was getting for speaking out 
was like kind of frustrating to me because I thought we said all lives mattering things was bad, but all of a sudden it was about everyone else instead of a Jewish man just saying, yeah. Hey, yes. the yes. has gotten really scary. So I think we like, I wish that people would have just taken a moment to be like, you know what? Let's listen to Andy. He knows he is a Jewish man. And immediately Why are we always so threatened. We're always so threatened by everything. Like, we're and I know, so threatened. yeah, and I know that, like, you know, the Ramona stuff that's recently come out too. He has excused Ramona for a long time. How Garcelle is treated. How any woman of color has been treated on primarily white cast and Real Housewives. We need to have those conversations. I wish in that moment, like, we could have just focused on what he was saying. But then, of course, you know, it becomes we all this whole other thing. So yeah. you guys, Tuesday, this is a very important episode for you guys to listen to because I it truly is fascinating to me. And I know I don't want to give Kanye a lot of time, but I will say it's fucking disgusting to live in a town where on the 405 freeway today, somebody said Kanye was right about the Jews and fucking put a banner down. Fuck you. And I have a guest on on Tuesday that that's how we start the show with a big F you to, to Kanye. So sorry if you like his music. I used to too, but like enough's yeah. enough. Done. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that happened. We're done with Southern Charm. Uh, I did see Austin in person. I told you he's tall, but he's still like goofy looking. I don't see, like, I, I don't but know he's what it tall. is. He's tall. Yeah. You answered your own question. Wait, how tall is your dad again? My dad? My dad's like six foot, I think. Okay. I thought I was like, your dad's probably like seven foot, and that's where you get that thing. No, from. no my dad's like six foot. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying he, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Austin seeing him in person. I wasn't super impressed. I know we're going back a week, but did you have any thoughts on the like series finale of Southern charm? Was there anything in there for you? Um, I'm trying to think, I know I it's, it was, it was more at this point, but I do have thoughts on the most recent episode of winter house, obviously. Oh my God. Yes. yes, yes wait, wait, wait. Okay. 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 Yes. Dude. Tell Fred. me your thoughts. Craig saying that he is first generation money. <laughs> I am first generation money. <laughs> new money. And the way he says that kind of implies that like he, he has so much money that like his kids and his kids, kids will be set for life. This is generational wealth. Paige is sitting there listening to him like, oh my God. Like, I almost felt bad for Paige DeSorbo this week because you know no, she I knows know. this is stupid shit. I know. You know she knows. She, and also the amount of shit that she's given, like Kyle's behavior, Craig. Yes. Oh my so God, much, yes. There's so much to unpack. Craig, <laughs> Craig saying that he does not clean up after himself because he is, he has money now and he can afford to pay someone you, to clean up after him. Wait. And also the, the fireworks, the fireworks at Luke's. At Luke's house, Luke's cabin, you guys. He goes, dude. Dude, you expect me to be around fireworks and not set them off? Like, come on. Wait, wouldn't you love to see a camera on Craig just looking at the box of fireworks and like, no, I shouldn't, man. But why do you put them here? I gotta lie. You, you know how pretty they are when they explode. Oh, I gotta do it. No. Also, oh, I thought maybe it was a Reddit comment that actually this was like summer 2021. And apparently that area was going through a drought, aka the brush around the cabin was very, very, very dry at the time. And you are going to set off fireworks, potentially cause a forest fire. And like Luke was completely- And then mad be mad at Luke for it. 
It was like so valid for Luke to be like, yeah, like those were my family's fireworks. I did not give you permission to set them off. That was not a good, you could have set my boat on fire. You could have set my house on fire. You could have set the whole freaking like. Those fireworks were inherited. Those were family inherited fireworks. Craig, instead of being like, you're right, dude, that was like silly. And I'm sorry. Like that was such an easy thing for him to just own up to. He was like, you expect me, the pillow king? (laughs) Of South Carolina to not set off fireworks when they're next to me. Like, it's just, it's so. How good are these pillows doing, by the way? He gave Amanda and Kyle $500 each to say, shut up about the rooms. And then now I'm starting like, you know, how he doesn't wear underwear. I'm starting to think like he just didn't wear underwear because he's so lazy. And now he pays somebody to put underwear on him. I bet he doesn't even wipe. Like who flushes the toilet for Craig? Exactly. Exactly. How are you guys? I feel like the, the pillow money it's doing well right now. I think that, you know, it's not going to be forever. Sorry, Craig. There are, you can buy your pillows at target for $30. His pillows are all over a hundred dollars. Just get them somewhere. Wait, are you, wait, are you kidding me? His pillows are a hundred dollars. Yeah, they literally are. You can buy, does he sign them? He shouldn't be for that price. I mean, not that, not that a Craig Conover signature. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm on Antiques Roadshow. Uh, my, uh, my, my father Ryan left this to me. It's signed by Craig during Conover. He was during on Winter War. House, and it's a Craig Conover signed pillow he got during World War II. <laughs> <laughs> They used they soldiers used to send these back and forth to their ladies back home. Uh, you know. And it's seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is in good condition. We don't usually see a Craig Conover pillow of this stature. This is, um, okay, this is one of a kind. Yeah. I'm going to say that this pillow usually goes for four hundred thousand dollars, but the print here seven hundred fifty thousand dollars minimum, and then the person faints. The sad thing is, I have so like I have like eight boxes. I've been moving. I have like eight boxes of Bravo shit that I know is worth like five dollars entirely, but to me, it's worth everything. Um, we've not had Austin yet appear on Warehouse, which is you know okay. But like, what do we think about the guy with the two necklaces with the pearls? What do we think of Corey with the vein in his arm? His, his Craig's frat buddy. Oh, I couldn't even remember his name. I was. I like, think it's. I, I could be wrong. I, like, I thought it was maybe- Corey. I was he like, did like we move on to the Kardashians? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, Corey, I guess his name. Um, I yeah. have no opinion on him yet, honestly. Would you let your boyfriend wear a pearl necklace and a necklace? Like two neck, double necklace and one being a pearl? That's actually one of my like turnoffs when men wear like, it can be a chain. It could be the most masculine seeming necklace. I get very turned off by it. Um, <laughs> so no, that would be a no. But I have no opinion on him yet. I think that the the Luke situation with Lindsay 2.0 crypto Lindsay. Um, <laughs> By the way, I liked her once she said she was into crypto. I was like, oh, okay, you're good here. Yeah, you're a good the, reality star. Crypto Lindsay. I think that instead of talking shit, like it's totally fair to like you like think you're into a guy and then you change your mind. Like I've been there. Like they give you. Oh, the- I've been that guy. Like I've blown it the night. Uh, like I've been the Luke guy. <laughs> multiple times where it's like, oh, I thought this guy was cool. It turns out he's super creepy. You know, like that I've been that dude. 
Yeah, no, like that's that's totally fair. Like he gave her the ick at some point. He's clearly very cringe at And flirting. he can't read. And by the way, I love I, I really like Luke, you guys, but he can't read social cues. Yeah, he's not the he's not the best at reading social cues. She was telling everyone in the house except him. I know. So I can see, and she actually told him she was like, I am into you. So like she he was, you know, kind of led to believe and not being like Oh my God, she led him on. She deserves it. Like not in that way. No, but like, no, 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 no. He gave her like a back rub thinking, oh, she's into me. She's going to like this. Yeah. And he changed her mind, whatever. Which obviously, is totally fine. Obviously Craig was just looking for a reason to blow up. He'd been drinking blow. Jaeger all night at the town bar. Yeah, yeah. He was looking for a reason to blow up on Luke. It wasn't like, I'm trying to protect women. I'm a feminist king. He was looking for a reason to blow up on Luke. And like, I felt so like you could tell that Luke, when he was on the phone crying to his sister, he was like, am I that guy like making someone uncomfortable? Like, I yes. feel like he genuinely like that shit scars somebody by the by the way, like you could really like and I will say this is like I talked to Luke at BravoCon and I had meant I brought up the Craig thing. I hadn't seen the second episode yet, but I saw the first episode when him and Paige were making fun of Luke on the way in of like, oh, Luke's here. What a nerd. And I was like, fuck. I mean, like, honestly, fuck Craig. Like, why are you going to make fun? Like, Craig, I know you're like the, you know, pillow millionaire, but like, come on, man. Luke is a good hearted person. He might not be the brightest bulb out of everything, but like, dude, he's like acting. Like he even called Paige his friend this episode. He's like, Paige is my friend. Like he's like, you touch her again. I'll fucking end you. Yeah. He was like, I want to fucking kill someone. Like (laughs) he, he lost it. He lost it this episode. I felt really, I've, I've always said this from the beginning that I think that Luke is a genuinely nice, good guy. Like I really, I think he is. I have always been a Luke apologist. I know that like this episode was cringy. His flirting is cringy. He it might was. I mean, I will admit that news. it was But like, I think that he has a good heart. And I think the fact that he was crying on the phone to his sister after this and being like, Oh my God, like I feel terrible. Am I that guy? Like he actually felt really bad about it. And then he left the house. Like I was like, Luke, like it made me really sad. It made me want to give him a hug. I felt bad for him. And I also, you know, for crypto- Don't give him too tight of a hug. You might start rubbing your back. Oh my God. I know that crypto Lindsay obviously was upset. She was like, this is all my fault. I'm not saying that she's at fault. I would have just said, hey, I wish that you had communicated that with Luke instead of giggling and talking shit about him behind his back because that kind of led up to this. Yeah. But yeah, just sort of Luke like, Luke is like gone now. He doesn't come back. Um, I, I don't know. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, also Jason Cameron is on this again. And remember, Jason is the one that uh you know, uh Lindsay, they they unfortunately lost a baby, and he was then flirting with the Asian florist uh from Kyle and Amanda's wedding, and they started having flirties, and then What's we know her name? If- Emily. I think so. But then we know later in the season that Carl and Lindsay come visit as well as Sandoval and Schwartz. And that we're going to see that scene between Jason and Lindsay about that, which is going to be really intense because I truly wondered how that all shook out, you know, and Carl will be there too. Me too. We did find out at BravoCon, uh, Lindsay and Danielle are definitely, uh, sorry, Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay and Danielle are definitely not doing well. Yeah, they're on the outs. They're on the outs. That bums me out, though. Like, do you know. do you know anything about that? Like, do you know why? No, but like, I I would say that my guess would just be 
that Lindsay is now in a very stable, happy relationship, obviously. And for so long, I feel like Danielle was kind of like her support system for all like the toxic men, toxic relationships. And then as soon as she, you know, is in a happy relationship, Uh I feel like that that probably changes the relationship, changes the dynamics. Maybe Danielle felt neglected or I, I don't know. I really, I don't know, but, um, we'll see. Oh, I have the TV on mute right now. And Austin is in the next episode of winter house. He comes back. (laughs) Yes. And wait, wait, can I say something that I might regret later is that I kind of liked Sierra when she went in and she told Paige, she's like, I know that's your boy. We're friends for life, but he is fucking crazy. Like I really appreciate, I thought she got balls. I'm here for the Sierra redemption arc. Definitely. Do we think Austin will hook up with Sierra again uh, on this trip? Um, I feel like I want to say that that ship has sailed. I'm going to say that ship has sailed because again, it's like, we don't know the timeline. I need like timestamps, like what date, like. They do that on Summer House with the times, but let's put the date too. Right. Like, I want to know, like, is this at like while he's with Olivia? Like, I I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. So, like, I'm going to say no, though, is my official prediction, because I feel like it's just that ship has sailed. But then I wonder who Austin is going to like, who gets with Crypto Lindsay? Who gets with crypto link? Is it going to be like, because now she's free because Luke's not there anymore. Like, is it going to be Jerry or Corey, whatever his name is? Is it going to be pearl necklace guy? Maybe. Because in the preview, pearl necklace guy says he can get any girl in the house, which is a very Craig Conover thing to say. Um, So I'm really curious what happens. After watching this episode, I went thousand and I believed it before, but I went thousand percent believe that Craig told Leva that he's the most popular person on Broadway. Oh, without because because Le- because Leva even hit him with a page was there and he's like uh you know he didn't Craig, even deny it no how are you gonna deny something that's true like like Craig I, I was trying to think about this like Craig is like jacks without the cheating like there's a there's like he I don't think Craig cheats but I think Craig thinks so highly of himself yeah. just because of what he's done on this show. My also, show. This is my, my yes. show. This show wouldn't exist yeah. if it wasn't for me. Also, I told Sophie, and I think I told you, but like Miss Patricia was a delight to talk to. I talked to her in a hotel lobby and she truly, I I just want to show just with her. She was just a delight. Like I let her go on and brag about her son, Whitney. And I was like, you know, it was just sweet. It was like my mom talking to a stranger about like, she was like, you know, he just doesn't just do reality shows. He does. He does documentaries and he just. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I thought it was just, does. but it was like from that mom perspective, I was so kind of into it. Did you watch? Um, uh, uh, oh yeah. By the way. I found audio this week that I put in Thursday's episode. I had told Sophie that I hung out with um, Kyle, uh, hammered Kyle Cook and Sandoval at Schwartz's 40th. But I found audio from that night that I was like getting some interview wasted. And then Kyle comes in and he's like, lollipop, lollipop, lollipop. And then the lady's like, Kyle, what else you got to say? He's like, I'm going balls deep going balls and i go are you going balls deep on the new season of winter house he goes i'll go balls deep he is so kyle cook that i was like it was such like a metaverse where i was like am i in an episode of fucking winter house it was crazy wait what? no i'll send you the audio oh, so he came up going 
Lollipop. Yes. I was I was interviewing this girl at this after party about like if it's worth to get VIP wristbands or not. And she works for like Anheuser-Busch and they were sponsoring this thing, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. And then Kyle just walks up and goes, lollipop, lollipop. Oh. And his voice is so deep in this. Like you guys heard it if you listen to Thursday's show, but I'll send it to Sophie afterwards because it's hysterical. Like it's like you don't even believe it's happened. Like he lives this life. This is not like, guys, this is true reality he for walks Kyle. Walk. I will yes. agree with you that he walked. Remember when I went on Instagram live with Kyle that one time? Yes. To at the, the, the rooftop party. That was classic. That was classic. Like he walks the walk. I've always said that from like the people I have met from the summer house cast. They are exactly who they are. Like they just, they're not playing a role. It's not manufactured like Beverly Hills housewives. Like I feel like they just, are exactly who they are. And that's why one of the reasons then, why the show is successful, at least the OGs of the show, like Kyle, Lindsay, Carl, et cetera. Once then sad drunken me, you can hear in the background going, why does Amanda hate me? Why does Amanda hate me, Kyle? <laughs> um, are you keeping up with Salt Lake City at all? Are you past um, that or are you like, eh. no, I am keeping up with it. I did not, I couldn't watch things live because my sister was in town this past week. So I was hi, Amanda. and I didn't have, hi, Amanda. I didn't have time to watch. I watched Beverly Hills, but I didn't watch Salt Lake City yet. The most recent episode, but I've watched all the episodes besides that. Well, you know, I didn't want to really talk so much about the episode because on Wednesday, I'm going to be doing double recaps of the past two episodes, but I do want to talk just about the Heather Whitney relationship that at BravoCon, I'm sure you saw on uh twitter that they really are in a bad way and they brought it up on stage and it was really wild to watch where you're like there are certain aspects of reality shows that i love when you can tell something's really real but it also scares you because you're like fuck these are friends and family and they do not like each other right now yeah like whitney and heather right like bad weather yeah they're done like i mean like they like whitney was like i refuse to be gaslighted like she said that on stage at the all-star panel and Heather, sorry, sorry. I refuse to be gaslighted. I refuse to be gaslighted. Um, okay. Potomac, also, you guys, no notes. You guys are killing it. Like, I'm I'm like, I don't really like the show just makes me smile. I'm gonna start doing Potomac recaps after Beverly Hills ends, but like I just love all of those ladies. I'm sorry if I don't yeah. have criticism, except that it's the same criticism that it would always be there, but I just love watching it. It makes me smile. I mean, are you digging it this season yet? Or are you like, ah? Uh. No, I am. Yeah, I think that they've done, and you know, like a lot of people have said, a five-person cast is tough to pull off unless everyone is bringing it. You're talking about Salt Lake City, not Potomac, right? No, I was talking about Potomac, but I think everybody is oh, bringing it on Salt oh, Lake City. Salt I'm taking in Potomac. Salt Lake City, I think they're they're all killing it. I think that Salt Lake City, five-person cast, they're, they're all bringing it. I think Potomac, I've always said that the Potomac franchise is just like my favorite. It's just like the- the it's like professionals. Most, it's the most fun to watch. Like it's yeah. always fun. Like it's, it's never too dark. They always keep it light. A lot of them are just unintentionally hilarious. Even Robin is bringing it this season. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm loving Potomac. I'm loving Salt Lake City. I am ready for Beverly Hills to be done. Um, yeah. Loving Winter House. You know, we're just in a really good um, era right now. Guys, you know, the world is completely falling apart, but we're in one of the best eras of TV. I know. Uh, I'm like, anti-Semitism yeah, guys, has hit an all-time high, but at yeah. least 
We're about to lose our planet to environmental changes because of Lisa Rinna and this phone in the trash uh, and the anti-Semitic thing. But other there than that, the TV is there amazing. There is an SS officer at my door right now. But like, at <laughs> Jesus least Christ. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, I'm not going to do it. Humor I'm not going to make any jokes. Humor is how we cope. It's how we cope. Oh, my God. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but I want it. No. Okay. So uh, moving on to the Kardashians. Now, this doesn't even matter if you did see the show because the show is so, the show is fascinating in this weird way now where it's like, literally I had to watch Kendall be like her storyline. She says things like, I love oxygen. I would never want to go to space because I love to breathe the air so much. And I'm like, that's the fucking show. She said she loves cute. She's addicted to cucumbers, you guys. That's Kendall's story. I Okay, yeah. So I heard that she's like a house flipper this season, but that is so funny about Kendall that she always says things about herself that are like the most generic. Like she, and I know it's like- it's And she so acts common. like it's crazy. She's like, yeah, I, so I like tired. to breathe oxygen. Yeah, she's like, I really like, I, I care about my health. It's like, okay. And then she and got she, COVID like at the fashion show. I'm like, you yeah. care about your health yet you got COVID immediately? And she's like- I, and I'm not trying to like diminish anyone's struggles with anxiety, but for so long now, Kendall has acted like she's the only person alive who has anxiety. It's like try existing without having unlimited resources and money. Yeah. How, that's what I was going to like, try not to like having not money, like not having money. (laughs) Or having to travel without having a private jet because that is anxiety. Yeah. By the way, I was on Delta. F you Delta. I was on the last row, middle seat. And by the way, I'm not for like, listen, I'm a big guy, but like, I'm not like, like, but I wouldn't mind like putting in my weight so you could sit me next to other, like the two guys next to me were the same size as me. It's like, if we put in our weight, why don't you weight distribute the plane? So I'm not next to two guys big or bigger than myself. We were all in the back row of that plane, just like literally in an orgy, just accidentally touching each other, you know? Oh my God. Don't even get me started. I'm being the middle seat for a six hour flight. Cause that was me a few weeks ago, but you're teeny. But, you're like, you're I know. Teeny. And that's why I'm like, I I'm like, it's fine. I'll take the middle seat. I'm smaller than you like to my boyfriend. And then the flight back, I was like, I'm not doing the middle seat again. I'm not doing it. I'm not, but um, no. And, and I would just want to circle back to the Kendall thing. Cause I know that mental health issues don't discriminate. Like, I know that you can have all the money in the world and still suffer from depression, anxiety, what have you. But for some reason, when Kendall literally acts like she's the only person who has ever had anxiety or like calls herself like OCD or whatever it is, I'm like, shut up. Like, well, she treats it like a dirty secret almost of like, you guys, right. I don't know if you know this, but like, it's hard for me to go outside because like people will watch me and I'll be like, yeah, I've watched the show for the whole, like, it's like a weird, and then even Chloe, like I find myself enjoying the show, but not for the reasons why the show should be enjoyable. Like if you watch the show, it literally looks like fucking Chloe's Rapunzel. Like she's trapped herself in this house where she's like, it's such a big deal. If she goes out, I'm like, girl, just try to start going out. You're becoming a little too Howard Hughes where it's like, it's not that big of a deal. If you go out, like you don't need to make it like, come on, just go out. Howard Hughes. No, seriously, seriously. Um, but yeah, I actually, I tweeted about that and I wrote about it on my Substack. how like, I just feel like no one is talking about the Kardashians this season. I feel like if there are enough like viral clips, if there's enough buzz and enough people are talking about it, I will watch. I'll just feel like peer pressured. And I just like have not 
really heard anything about it. So I haven't watched. Well, the thing I did hear about though, was like the first scene, like, so I was behind two episodes because of BravoCon. I come back on Friday night. I was like packing things and I watched the first episode and the first scene, like, which is probably the most viral clip of the, the season so far, I guess was like, it's totally normal. They go in the kitchen. MJ is like sitting like, Hey Kim. And uh, Kim, there's an all green, like a refrigerator with just greens in it at Chris's place. Just like the most beautiful green, like lettuce and cucumbers. And Kim goes, Oh, MJ, Oh, grandma, I'm glad you're here. A uh, funny story. Me and Pete were at the four seasons and we were talking for hours in front of the fireplace. And then in homage to you, we had sex in front of the fireplace because you said it was always a good place to have sex. I'm like, Wait, what the if my grand if I had told my grandma when she was alive, I love you, Grandma Joanne, like she would have slapped the living. Like, what did you tell me? You told me you effed somebody in front of a fireplace? Like MJ's going, good, good. And then they get Pete on the phone. He's like, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Which, by the way, Kanye blamed that happening on Jews, even though Pete Davidson, I think he might be one of his parents might be Jewish. He might like be like quote unquote half Jewish, but he wasn't raised Jewish. So his, his penis is Jewish at 10 inches. Did you see Charlemagne the God? Charlemagne the God said that Kanye called him up. He said in an interview this week, he's like, the reason why I make fun of that, because Kanye yelled me, like called me up one time and said, you got this white kid with a 10 inch penis. Fuck effing my wife. Like, like he yelled, like he was upset about, and Charlemagne the God said he kept saying 10 inch penis. I'm not making this up. Isn't that so wild? We, we have an exact measurement now. I wonder if it's 10 inches like flaccid hard or hard. Oh my God. This, and Pete doesn't have social, so we can't ask him. Yeah. Otherwise I would just like shoot him. At Pete, at Pete Davidson. Is that flaccid? Um, but I'm saying how bizarre is it? That's a normal scene. Like nobody in the scene actually got like their blood pressure raised. MJ was just like, oh good. Oh good. Like it was like, it was the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's just bizarre. And it's not like, I don't know, it's not quirky or cute. Like, shut up. Well, Kim, well, Chris has to get hip surgery because that Corey Gamble busted her hip doing whatever he does to her, like just destroyed that hip. So that's why she's getting hip surgery because of I'm, that. In my head, that's why. Because he just oh, like went to town. He went to town on that booty. He went to town on that. It like sounds funny if they actually like admitted that that's how it happened. But again, uh, like, the show is just so useless. Okay. Moving on to Travis Scott, which Kardashians really never touch. Uh, and she's uh, he's had two children with Kylie Jenner. Um, can you inform us what's going on with this young sweet row or sweat row or? Yeah. So I guess young sweet row has been Travis's like secret girlfriend since like two thousand high school, right? For like a long, long time, like literally like 2013. And he's always like, he's never acknowledged her existence. Like it's always been like a secret thing, but a lot of people have just like known about it. She's posted him before, like on yeah. her. Yeah, she'll post like the arm or the back or something like that. But she also, she literally had or has or had a photo of her and Travis Scott from like like 2014 or something like on her grid. I don't know if it's been, t- I don't know. I'm too lazy to look. But um, yeah, so that's been that she was private for a while, but she opened her account again yesterday. Right. That's been his like down low girl. And everyone knew that. Like, it's not it's that's why, again, I'm like, I just don't think it's like that interesting to talk about because 
we've all known about it. I never thought that Kylie and Travis's relationship was genuine. And didn't they say that they were like, well, but I think, I think Kylie thinks it's genuine. I think Kylie thinks it's genuine. Does she though? I feel like she's probably like, no, like we got, we both benefit from being, you know, a couple because we're a celebrity power couple, quote unquote, whatever. Like, I just never got the vibe that like, it was, they even said in that W mag, interview oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that never came Astro out because of astroworld came out yeah because of astroworld that they were in an open relationship i'm like what is the big deal i don't get what everyone's freaking out about honestly well i think also but it, though if you look at the young sweet row or however you say it she, it looks like kylie has tried to make herself look more like that girl than vice versa you know what i'm saying like kylie it looks like has tried to change more into that, that girl, girl than vice versa but that girl that's not her real face she she didn't she didn't no, look right. like that. You're she right. Right. if you see, there were before and after pictures on the internet, she was a completely different person. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. I don't you're know right. if Kylie's trying to copy her. Or she, then, I don't know. What is it about the audacity of men though that so young Sweetro le- leaves? He's like you know like the, the things of like yo you're gonna act like you don't know me because Travis Scott posted on his like yo i'm directing a music video and i take directing very seriously and i guess some stranger was allowed on set and they took a picture but i i do not know this person at all i do not like which, so why go that hard in saying you don't know somebody when we all know you know when there's person? proof why go there's that literally hard? pictures of them together like there it can easily be disproven so like has I, adam levine just opened the floodgates where like we're just openly allowed to cheat as men now like are we just and but we just have to lie about it horribly apparently i i just don't i don't understand i just don't understand it just seems like uh, anyways yeah okay so um what else is going what what else is going on so what are you watching this week what's uh what's on the um, old besides reality tv i oh the love is blind new season oh I, have you started it yeah no i'm all like caught up on the episodes that are out love it love it how many episodes are out I think it's like maybe five or six. I don't know, but I've watched. Did you wait? Did you get your dude into it too? Um, No, I watched it alone, but I also the American horror story new season is out NYC. Um, I need to finish the second episode. There are two episodes out already. need to finish the second episode TBD. I'm like kind of into it. Can't decide, but I'm going to watch all of it because I always do. Um, The watcher on Netflix loved. I loved the ending. I know it was controversial. Tell me lies on Hulu. Yeah, um, everybody is supposed to love so that. Cringy. All the girls. It's so cringy. It's so horny, the, right? Well, the lead character is not hot enough for me to want to watch his sex scenes. He's Katie, Katie Seagal's son. Is that okay? Him? Yeah, yeah the actor, the redhaired from yeah, Married with Children. Plays, and... She plays his mom in the show, and she's his mom in real life. And like that's obviously why he got the role because he just like maybe he's a really good actor. I yeah. think he probably is whatever. He is not freaking hot enough. And I know it's like in the book, he's not supposed to be hot, but it's like, you cannot be like conventionally attractive and still be like ugly hot. There's a yeah. such thing as being ugly hot. You have swag. You're charming. You have, Wait, do you consider hot. Pete Davidson ugly hot or is Pete Davidson hot, hot? I think that he's ugly, ugly. Like okay. to me, he's not even ugly hot, but I can see why people are like, yeah, Pete Davidson is, is ugly hot. Like there are okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. more examples that I can't even like think of right now. They're definitely- I like that you're like the, the dude from Scream. Like there's rules to a good horror movie. You're like, there's rules to a good, ugly, hot dude. It's true. So you're going to get in the, the characters are so not likable. So like warning, but yeah, I've been binging that because basically I had this past week off. 
Yeah, are um, we allowed to say that you're getting a? I mean, yeah, I started we, a new job. My first okay, okay, okay. Yes, congratulations. Yeah. As you listen to this, I will be, it's my first day at my new job. So wish me luck. Do you wait? So you have to actually go in or is this remote? No, it's, it's fully remote. Do so, you, um, fully remote. Okay. Cause I was like, do you already know what your like water cooler talk is going to be like? No, thankfully I don't have to have the awkward water cooler talk as like the new person. I haven't done that in like three and a half years. That's always like, okay. Awkward. Cause but, that would be amazing. If you're like, what's up with this young sweet row, huh? You guys, <laughs> what's up? And everyone just like stares at me that actually, <laughs> I was reminiscing with my former coworkers because I just left my former job and I was, we were talking about how on my first day, I was like meeting with all of my new coworkers at my, at my last job. So three and a half years ago. And I asked one of them, I was like, so like, what's the tea? And she was like, tea, like, what do you mean? Like, we were like laughing about that. She's like, I'm an adult. What are you talking about? Yeah. Now she knows like what she's like, okay, I get it now. I get it. But like at the time she was like, this girl's so weird. (laughs) I love that the people at your old job, you're like, "Uh, Sophie Ross is the reason I know what down low means. And like all like for any kind of like vernacular or Twitter, like IYK, if you know, you know, I don't know. Anyways. Um, a couple more things as we start winding down here. We I should have started. I mean, this is a huge story, you guys. Uh, this salad dressing story has legs with the Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde. Oh, yeah. Uh, their nanny came out, and like these nannies really are just free to say anything to anybody. I guess there wasn't a, a NDA signed, but this Olivia Wilde made a special salad dressing. And he used to make it for Jason Sudeikis and then made it for Harry Styles. And Jason Sudeikis found out that she was cheating with Harry Styles from an Apple watch. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently it is. And she got the salad dressing recipe from Nora Ephron's book, Heartburn. Which is about a divorce, right? Which is about a divorce. So the fact that she posted like the page from the book and you could see what book it was, I feel like was. Where do you stand on the Olivia Wilde thing? Because my thing is like, so Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh, who I think is amazing, like an amazing actor. They obviously are not good because they had that whole premiere and all of this stuff. But why aren't we blaming Harry Styles? Like he's the one that led, like he's the one that obviously potentially might've been flirting with Florence or even hooked up with her and then switched to Olivia. Why are we pitting these women against each other and not blaming Harry Styles? Is it just because we love the love his music so much? Well, misogyny and also, oh, that's what it is. okay. So yeah, misogyny and also, um, I don't know. There's this whole culture right now that's like, well, why are you blaming the other woman in this case, the other man, when you should be blaming the person that's you know in the relationship? Wrong. So Olivia Wilde maybe cheated. Whatever. Either way, I think that Olivia has handled this really well. And oh, you do I, okay. I do think that she has, like, she hasn't really like the fact that she stayed really quiet, but then posted the salad recipe, I thought was like such a great move. Um, and by the way, the other day when they were all after her, she wore a shirt that said vote, you know, she didn't yeah. say anything, but it said go vote, you know, like it was a message right there, but she also was on the cover of some magazine and she was like scantily clad. And I just kept thinking like, you've never seen Steven Spielberg with his shirt off as a director, you know, like you've never had to sell your movie that way. And like, here's Olivia trying to sell, don't worry, darling. And she's doing like a sexy photo shoot. And I'm like, Stanley Kubrick never had to do a crotch shot to sell like the shining, you know? Right. Right. So sorry. Sorry. Okay. That's, um, I mean, that's also like, I mean, Olivia Wilde is a gorgeous, stunning 
also actress. So actress, yeah. Actress. No, she's I don't. She's know. beautiful. Um, okay, some small little things. Uh, this was a Dumois uh, tip, which I can actually confirm. This just made me laugh. It says, I have the weirdest BravoCon intel for you. So a very dear friend of mine was at BravoCon and was at the bar with Catherine Dennis from Southern Charm. And she was like, oh, I'm trying to avoid this guy. And my friend was like, who? And apparently Brian ba- ba- Baumgartner, who plays Kevin on The Office, was at BravoCon. And Catherine said, he was in the audience when I was on Watch What Happens Live a few years back. And I slept with him after the show, LOL. Now, I can't confirm if they slept together, but I can confirm last Friday night when I went out on the balcony to vape uh, like a pro. fucking." Kevin, Brian Baumgartner was there smoking cigarettes. And I was like, holy shit. And Catherine was next to him. And I was like, holy shit. It's like, it's fucking Kevin, the chilly Kevin. From I the love office. this. I love this so much. I hope it's true. Wouldn't it? I mean, also like that. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing if Brian Baumgartner came on next season as the new Cleb or Caleb or Chubbs, like Brian's Catherine's new fling? I would love that so much. Please. Um, please. Oh, and then finally, of course, we will end today with the one, the only Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has done it again. Uh, have you love Taylor Swift? How I are do. you feeling? I do. I love it. I feel like this, this album is definitely more like pop synth. I feel like a lot of the people that became fans during like folklore evermore era were like looking for more of that like acoustic. Indie almost. Like vocals, whatever. Like this is more like pop. Like I'm into it. I'm into it so far. I haven't. But she had to do an album that she could also tour with because you couldn't have those two really sad albums to like, you'd have to do small theaters and she's going to be selling out stadiums. Right. Right. True. Good point. I thought the music video for antihero was like so stupid. Wait, I I haven't seen any of them. So they did a visual album. You guys, I haven't seen any of it. What, why was it stupid? It was just like stupid. Like it was just like a dumb music video. I'm sorry. Like I just um, thought it was dumb. But like whatever. I still like the album and I like Taylor Swift. And you guys, so this is projected to sell over a million copies, which would be huge in this day and age for any kind of sale of an album. Three but then also, up. then at 3 a.m., you guys, she released another seven songs, I think called 3 a.m., right? Yeah, yeah, she did. And there's a song on it that I hear is about John Mayer. Yeah, what have, could have, should have. I think it's should have, could have, would have, whatever, whatever. You'll know it when you see it. This John Mayer, man, like she, she, like, this is the second song about John Mayer. Why not just do a whole John Mayer album? That'd be fun. I feel like the real, the genuine Swifties will be like, actually, right. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, you guys. Was about John Mayer. I'm like, I don't know exactly who each song is about. I just like the music. I'm not like one of the hardcore Swifties that like finds the Easter eggs and like all of that stuff. She does. Like, it's like fucking Da Vinci Code to listen to one of her things. And she loves it. She like, I love that for her fans. It's like Lord of the Rings, which I know you love. Like, you have to really get into the mythology of Taylor Swift albums. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you guys. This was, I mean, it always goes so fast. I'm sure we missed a thousand stories, but listen, we'll be here all week. You can go listen to Sophie on Tuesday. Do you think John Mayer has ever talked with Andy in bed about his Jewishness? Do you think he ever um, like, like, like come like, like, this is what it's like to have grown up Jewish with John Mayer? I would like pillow, so. pillow talk. Yeah. Because that's, that's how we, you know, that's really just how we can connect and and you know find more allies no actually that's that's like kanye that's kanye's anti-semitic trope that jews are just like sexual deviants 
No, forgot I said that. Forgot I said that. <laughs> it's so good. Anyways, Sophie Ross, you got to go subscribe to So True with Sophie Ross. I actually really want to hear this episode because what she was talking about is fascinating. Also, the Substack, which she wrote about at the Kardashians this week. You can also super follow on Twitter and also just give her a good vibe for tomorrow, the first day on her job. Let's make sure she doesn't blow it, you know? Um, uh, anything else that we need to know about? Um, um, um mm. I don't know. I think that's it. I think that's, that's it, you guys. It. Okay. Have a great rest of your week. And remember, hang around uh to the show because I'm gonna do a couple other uh stupid stories and bravo con stuff, and we will talk to you again very soon. Bye. Bye. Sophie Ross, ladies and gentlemen, I just realized at the beginning of the episode, I started it by reading this quote in Lisa Rinna's voice, and, and I never explained what that was. But Lisa Rinna, as Andy said on this past uh, week's episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is a disaster on social media. And then we all laughed about it. Uh, she continued on with the disastrousness of her social media today. Um, and we talk about this in this next interview, but we didn't get to the point where Garcelle had posted while we were uh, talking, me and uh, Face Reality 16. And Garcelle says, nothing can stop your blessings. Not a hater, not an ex, not a hex, nothing. I know someone needs to hear this today aside from me. And then Lisa Rinna posted 37 minutes, the same flipping quote. Like, what are we? Lisa, you've sold the pins, like, babe. Like, what, why are we acting like a five-year-old? Like, please, I beg of you, the season's over. Go back to your cave. Enjoy your family. Tell your daughter to grow her eyebrows back. Like, I don't know why we're still doing this. There is such a weird vitriolic hatred that the world doesn't need right now uh, because the world is so weird that we don't need you to add to it. Lisa, everybody likes you. Just, everybody's okay. Like, just chill. Just chill. You know, you said last week on the reunion, maybe you should have gone away. Maybe you should have took some time. Take some time right now. Honestly, it's gone too far. I think we can all agree that the, it's different with like, I was watching Potomac today and it was like, man, that scene with Candace when she was like, you're not going to cut my fourth wall moment, which we will be starting to recap Potomac next week, you guys, uh, after Beverly Hills ends. But it is so, it's just, to me, it's good. And all these ladies, it's still just as like down and dirty, but it's done in such a better way. Does that make sense? I think we can, it just, what has happened to the show is it just doesn't need to be like the show itself is one thing, but now we have this whole show on social media. And unfortunately, whether you want to believe it or not, and, and I cannot tell you if woke underscore Stan, whatever the name is of this account is Lisa Rinna. But I do find there to be so many similarities that I think they're definitely familiar with each other. I think it is like a group text that they all snicker about, like with Garcelle's book. Um, there's too many things. And if you go through my stories from today, remember I'm shadow banned, so you have to type in the whole thing. There's just too many pieces of information. And you guys are so damn smart. You were sending me information where I'm like, guys, listen, you know. Come on, I'm one step away from, I basically went to a community college and you're, it, it, it's wild. And this started from the very beginning. Um, I just found it to be so many weird similarities. And then I was going through this account on Twitter and Instagram and I explained, you know, that uh, one I blocked and one blocked me, but it's kind of just pretty much a hate account that 
it seems like it agrees entirely with Lisa Rinna. And listen, I no offense to Lisa Rinna, but if you're entirely agreeing with Lisa Rinna, I think you're missing a huge part. You're missing a lot of joy in life. You know what I'm saying? Like really going after Garcelle, hating Lisa Vanderpump. This account seems to agree with like Lisa Rinna's takes, you know, gospel, which is fine. Like everybody, but, and also I do want to say this and I say this multiple times. I said it online and I said it, this person, whoever is behind the account, I think is a good writer. Uh, their vernacular, I mean, it's a hate account, but I think they do it well if that is to be said. So I don't think it's necessarily Lisa Rinna. I don't, because everybody was like, this person says they're a person of color. Um, uh, but also then they put up their hand and it didn't look like a person of color's hand, but I don't know. It just looked like a hairy man's arm. Uh, that picture is on my Instagram as well. Uh, mom, if you're listening, you're probably so lost, but don't worry. This next interview explains it. Um, so the other thing, the language in some of these comments that they would go back and forth with was so disturbing too. like this one at uh, woke stand to at you just got read. Oh my God. These names, you guys, you just got read woke stand. Like what, what can we just like, what happened to like Bobby, like at Bobby 25, uh, this one says yet I woke stand says yet. I've been reposted by all the ones that have their foot on your faves neck. Stay pressed and obsessed clown. So like fun, you know, it's not Shakespeare, but it's uh, good. But the part that stood out to me was the, the, the have your foot on your faves neck. Cause this was the language that was like used in the bot attacks that we talked about with Garcelle. Remember those bot attacks that were like all of the second episode and was disgusting. There was Garcelle's son, Jack's like, that's, Listen, neck is a common use of word, but your foot on your fave's neck, that reminded me a lot of that. And listen, you may say that's conspiratorial or crazy, but I want again to point out that a lot of the times we catch these housewives and lies nonstop. So that stood out to me, and I think it stood out to a lot of people. Um, Diana also, Diana Jenkins, I am Diana. I had the worst first season of any housewife potentially ever. Love Asher, though. Great singer. Um, Diana follows this account on Instagram, which is interesting. I was like, wow. You know, for somebody like Andy scolded the audience in the first episode of the Beverly Hills reunion saying, you know, you can love us or you can hate us, but it has gone too far. I pointed out that I believe the cast members, like the calls coming from within inside the house, those people on that stage have gone too far. Why would Diana Jenkins follow a purely hate account Unless you knew that purely hate account. These are all just thoughts. Like I said, I'm not, this is just, it's still free to think thoughts. So that's just a thought. But then I had uh, this person, and I think they probably will be coming on at some point this week. I, I'm calling it Renegade. But they were deep diving on the Woke Stand Twitter account by doing data scrubbing. And already I was like, well, you've lost me, data scrubbing. And I was like, that sounds like a chore. I don't like it. And it says, looks like Erica Jane follows the account and it follows Erica Jane too. Uh, this person says, I was able to query out the common users it follows against the followers. And I was like, and you know, like when you're acting like, okay, yeah. And then, what'd you find? Like, yeah, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I tried to do that too. What'd you find? Uh, and we talk about this more in, inside this interview, but it was tweeting supposedly insider information. And also you could see the time gaps this person had put together on an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, some people are just really way too smart. They were showing that there's a major gap in time, which includes tweets, retweets, subtweets, and replies during the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills panel. So I was like, the gaps would mean that this account 
account could possibly be given inside information. And they said the gaps could mean that this time frame fits when the panel discussion was happening. The two other tweets have to be insider information from this person's deduction. Uh, they also found that this account had also followed these other accounts, Andy's re, uh, Bing Bong F. Y11, Andy's Reunion Cards, which is a funny name. And this other account, Stem Bembo, which is at XXXPensiveB. And Lisa had also reposted these two accounts that the Woke Stan account follows. I know this is in the weeds a little bit, you guys. I know it's like, you know, Homeland and, you know, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia trying to put this piece to that piece. But it's very weird that these accounts all are followed and follow woke Stan. And then Lisa Rinna on Saturday reposted these on her Instagram account. One of these being, wait, Kathy is legit pushing the narrative that this was a setup, her own actions from the club to the house. She was set up. She really believes this at her big age, child, child, C H I I I L E. Uh, and then another one from this stem bembo, Kathy Hilton is really taking this show too seriously. Two bullies, ma'am, you are 65. How can you be bullied? Kathy Hilton is really taking this show too seriously. Two bullies, ma'am, you're 65. How can you be bullied? So they're mutual followers of Royal Stan, and they made it to her IG story. These are all things that are just kind of peculiar, but you kind of have to look at the information given. Um, but Face Reality 16 started it all off on Saturday night. Also, we talk about the um, the reposting of the story that started all of this that Lisa Rinna did. Now, even if Lisa Rinna is not the main person behind Woke Stan, what she put up on um, Instagram and her stories is just pure hate. It's just so gross towards Kathy and her family. Uh, I've never argued that I don't think I think Kathy fully lost her shit. I've seen most of these ladies lose their shit on this show. But I think this kind of took it to the next step that Lisa Rinna would even make the poor decision to repost this, let alone potentially write this. I don't know. And I don't know. You know, hopefully we'll find out more. Um, we tried to explain the IP address and the tracking and all of that stuff. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out more. I don't know. I do want to say this, though. I do also see a lot of like, when is Bravo going to step in and do something? When are they going to? And I see a lot of hate even towards Bravo. But just remember, Bravo is a corporation. It is a conglomerate. It is something that takes time. Just because you don't see something that happens immediately doesn't mean that things aren't going on behind the scenes. I don't know for a fact of anything, but I do think they are aware of certain behaviors from cast members. I do think they are aware of behavior where, uh, you know, Lisa or whoever are in the DMs of certain Bravo Instagrammers. You know, they are aware, but things do take time. Remember, you can't just fire people from jobs. You like, so just have a little faith. You know, really, like I uh, say that even in life, have a little faith. We don't know what's going to happen and and just let the process play out. Hopefully this won't be swept under the rug because it's just really gross, right? Can we all agree? And this is a trigger warning not to like make fun of R-A-P-E, you know, like, I mean, I know, I know it's super funny, but can we all agree maybe not to do that? Like, Lisa, I know you're not, like, naturally funny, but maybe just don't. You're not Dave Chappelle. There's no way you're going to make that fun. And to repost it, like, girl, you then reposted your dog having a hangnail and your your beautiful mom today. Like, which is it? Are you batshit or are you suffering? Which is it? 
Like, I'm so tired of making allowances for people. We make allowances for people like Kanye, and then all of a sudden he fucking hates, like, you know, Jewish people. Like, no, this is not how we're going to play this. And we have all of these amazing, beautiful ladies on this network and Kyle Cook and all the people that get hammered on the network as well, who I love, that really do it the right way, that bring the drama without, you know, they still even bring the hate, but without this kind of, this is just this kind of aggression, this kind of 2022 bullshit that I think we can completely get away with. So I'm already going, but listen, this is my podcast. It's long form, you know. So uh, I was so delighted to talk to Eliza today, who is the operator and owner of at face reality 16 who started this all off and i got to meet her at BravoCon. BravoCon right now feels like a fever dream i was there last week you guys you guys heard me i was like i was in pain and i was beaten down and i'm back up baby i'm still i got a long way to go i got to finish moving this week into the storage i'm not living in the storage facility but i got to move all my stuff in there but got a lot done this weekend and we've got a week of great shows too you guys tomorrow's guest is going to knock you off your coal mining ass you're not going to expect it. It's going to be like, a, like what? I didn't think this would be happening. So it is so exciting, all the things that are going on. Wanted to also thank Meditza, Sandra, Marissa. Um, you know, I always say this is like an Oscar acceptance speech, and that's silly. But I want to thank the people that help me. Um, there's a lot of people that really support me and encourage me because, you know, listen, I get down uh, every hour. So it is really nice to have the support that I do, and you guys are a part of that. So thank you. So I want to introduce you. You already know this account, but if you don't, you should know this account. Eliza is a Bravo content creator, and her account is Face Reality 16. This is her first podcast, and I think she did a smashing job and I was just so excited that she agreed to do it and take more time because, you know, listen, it is intense dealing with your phone and Lisa Rinna all day. So here she is, Eliza at Face Reality 16 on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, what an episode and what a weekend. I'm coming to you on Sunday evening and this has been a heck of a day because Football, right? We're going to talk about football for this next hour. What a crazy... No, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about housewives, more in particular, one housewife and a situation on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, I woke up today to uh, one of my favorite accounts, actually, and I got to meet her uh, this last week at BravoCon, which was so exciting. And I I just always... I'm like, I don't even know if these people know who I am. And I I get so nervous. And it was just such a delight to meet her. And I can't wait to talk to her more actually and kind of find out more about her but also more about what happened today and of course we're talking about Lisa Rinna so I'd like everybody go follow her if you don't already but I'm sure you do the account is at face reality 16 uh Eliza welcome back uh, to so bad it's good hi how are you doing Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. Uh, well, it shouldn't be because what you did was exciting. <laughs> what you did, like, listen, so I'm going to have you. Okay, so you guys, let me just. I'm trying to think of the best way to walk you through this today. Or when, when did you post this post? It was yesterday afternoon. Um, so around I got, yeah, it started around maybe three. I got it posted by around four. Cause I was working out details, making sure I got it all right. It's very technical. You guys, like, I, yeah. Like I, I make <laughs> stupid, like I make memes and like all of a sudden, like last year we all had to get into lawyering because of Erica Jane and Jen Shaw. Now we have to get into hacking because of mm-hmm. Lisa Renna. I was like, when are mm-hmm. we just going to like, like, can somebody just get into gardening or something so we can learn yeah, about that? No. But this is the, this is your post mm-hmm. API geocode address for at woke underscore Stan matches Rena's address. Now, if I told my mom that headline, she'd be like, we'd like you to come home and live with us. That makes no sense. And you're talking gobbledygook. And this is a very, explain to me how you came upon this information and what this means. Okay. So I wish I was the one who had the abilities to do all this, but I am just, yeah, we watch Bravo. Like we're not yeah, hackers. No, yeah. I I'm blessed with amazing followers that always want to help whenever I throw something out to the universe, you know, this. So basically it started with the post she posts. She reposted this person's Twitter. Woke Stan. Yeah. So woke blah, Stan blah, blah. is a Twitter account, you guys. And, and, and just, uh, woke Stan is a Twitter account and it's kind of a, I think, <laughs> Like, I'm trying to say this delicately. I think they're talented at writing, but it's a hate-filled account. Is that mm-hmm. fair mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. maybe? Right. Um, yes. So the tweets are all very uh, well-written, but it's very hate-filled, and it's very pro-Rinna, anti-Garcelle, mm-hmm. right? So yes. you came upon a tweet that Lisa Rinna retweeted on her Instagram. Or right, and it was on the, her Instagram. the one that, um, you know, was really quite offensive, saying- Can I Can I read it? Sure, please, because it will help. Okay, so Kat, uh, this at woke underscore sand, Kathy to Lisa, you're the biggest bully in Hollywood. Me to Kathy. You're the mother that had her daughter kidnapped in the middle of the night, which led her to being abused. Uh, trigger warning here, guys, R-A-P-E-D. And you never apologized to her when she confronted you about it. Hashtag R-H-O-B-H. R-H-O-B-H. And Lisa Rinna put this Twitter users thing in her Instagram story, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yes. And I had been DM'd a handful of times over the past few months uh, saying, you know, have you looked into this person's account? I think it's Rena. These people just saying, I think it's Rena. And I, I would look into it. I'm like, oh, it's definitely very pro Rena. And <laughs> at a level you don't often see. Yeah, like a very. Anywhere. <laughs> a very intense level, like yeah. a real big fan. Yeah. You know? Very committed. So I remember thinking, yeah, that's weird. And uh, Diana followed that. Yeah, Diana the, follows that. Diana Jenkins follows that account, right? On Instagram. Um, when I looked on the Twitter, Erica followed them. So yeah, it looked odd, but you know, whatever. I didn't really think too much. And then yesterday or whatever Friday, when that she had posted it in her story, I posted it publicly in my story saying, I have actually gotten a few DMs saying, is this Rina? Didn't really think it would go anywhere. I just kind of threw it out there. said, oh, that's weird. So fast forward to Saturday, I get an a DM from someone who has, I've spoken to before we had tried to dig into the bots and they were unable to find anything. Cause it was, and you're talking through, about the Garcelle, yeah, bot Garcelle story line from real housewives of Beverly Hills this past episode of so, the season. So I knew this follower had access to things that I, or not just access, but abilities that I don't have as far as digging. Now we're allowed to say that this things. is Bill Gates, right? You were talking to Bill Gates. Oh yeah. This was, yes. uh-huh. <laughs> Basically probably beyond yeah. his intelligent. Um, but so they sent me a bunch of stuff, which I was kind of like, wait, explain a little bit more. Yeah, um, it's like codes and stuff like, code, yeah. it's like the matrix almost. Right. And as I understand it, it's similar to, I mean, that's how they can send you targeted ads from the local yeah, yes. like your local group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They know where you they- are. At some point, you allowed location services on this app, and this app takes your location. Yeah. So this yeah. person didn't say no when that pop-up came up in Twitter. They said always allow or allow when I'm using the app, essentially, is how I understand it, the simple version of it. So that is available to certain developers to find that information for web mainly, developers, you mean mainly right? advertising, yeah. Um, this person had access to that, um, and they had looked up a bunch of the tweets. They were all in the LA Beverly Hills area. And then one popped up that matched Rena's street. So just one tweet matched the street. I believe the the one that the Kathy Hilton one. Now I will say that when I think about this, um, and we'll get into this because it's quite of an involved story. So I know it's a little confusing, guys. So I'm trying to walk through as gently as possible. And also, I'm an idiot. So I'm trying to do this for myself as well, is that I could give you access to my Twitter account and you could post as me, right? Like if you're, mm-hmm. you know, wherever you're located, I could say, this is my username. This is my password. And you could tweet at me. You could put that location on there and it would say I was wherever you are, right? Mm-hmm. So there was one tweet that was from Rina's address, but the rest, you know, that was just one tweet. So what I was thinking is like, oh, maybe this is a separate person, but Rinna did tweet. It's a shared account, potentially, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. Right. I mean, it's, there's no way to define who exactly sent it, but. Um, yeah, this is all. And by the way, I want to be very careful too, to yeah, say alleged. this is all allegedly, you know, this is what we said all season when I recap the shows, allegedly Diana, mm-hmm. allegedly this, 
But it is something worth talking about because this season has been so vitriolic and especially in regards to the bot attacks against Garcelle's son. That's why this is important. And I think it's kind of fascinating because it like it showed first off how smart these like fans are. Like you were, <laughs> I was getting DMs like you were where I'm like, yo, you guys, like I went to ASU. Like what I, you got to slow it down. And <laughs> So you get this, and is there a moment where you're like, I don't know if I want to wade into these waters? Uh, yes. I mean, partially because it was so hard for me to fully grasp. And I'm like, I want to be able to explain how this, and I still really can't. <laughs> well, but you but you trust your you trust your source. I do, I very much so do. And this person does not like come with come every day with stuff like this. This is the first time that I can remember that and their exact words was this is explosive so to me someone who understands what they're talking about finds this and says that like I'm like okay I, I and you dealt with that person before and many, you yeah many many times we've spoken and I've heard about what their job is and you know just like and I do I, want to say too just really like face reality 16 is a, is a really solid account where um, and just, this is just because we've been doing this for like a couple of years now. And, and like, you, you start to, you start to know people. It's like, like the neighborhood, you know, where you're like, oh, this account <laughs> yeah. is that. And this account is that. And face reality 16, like is always like on the up and up. It's not a thirst account. It's not somebody posting things for followers. Cause you can always sense that like, and you guys know what I'm talking about. I've hinted at that on the show about other accounts. So I want to like, I want to say that to you. And I think that's a compliment to you is that you point out really good information. You're funny, but you're not trying to be like, look at me over here. I'm trying to get to a hundred thousand, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate that. Um, when I first started, it was hard to feel like, okay, it's not, my page isn't growing. What do I do? And at some point I just said to myself, if you don't want to post anything, don't post anything. If you want to post anything and no one's going to like it, post it. Like I just do it because you like to do it. This you is love my page. Bravo. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want with it. And, um, so yeah, I really appreciate that. I just, it's just, it was, everyone was so upset that she reposted that to begin with. And then to find out it possibly came from her, it, you know, it, it was just a really dirty thing to post to begin with. So. Yeah. But like, but, that's what I, that's what I was thinking too. And I was like, even if this wasn't her, what a nasty thing to repost right. because you're bringing up what we all know about Paris and the camp. If you watch the YouTube documentary, it's a really sensitive subject and yeah. especially with her. But what also confuses me about this when you look at it is that the 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 first person of it all of Kathy Delisa, like this is another mm -hmm. account tweeting this, yeah. you guys it says Kathy Delisa, you're the biggest bully in Hollywood. And then it says me to Kathy. Mm -hmm. So woke underscore Stan used the first person as me to Kathy, which would be Rinna to Kathy, correct? Yeah. And they so do, do that you think a that's a mistake? Or do you think that's on purpose? I mean, I'm trying to think if I was writing the meme. Uh, <laughs> if I yeah, was writing I, this horrific mean hate, I would meme, definitely yeah. would be more like it would be, you know, Rina to Kathy, Kathy to Lisa, Lisa to Kathy. Yeah, that's how I would have. I would. I don't think I would have said I'm me to Kathy. But not to mention, I don't. I don't think I'd imagine myself saying. I don't know, going up and talking to Kathy. Like it's, I don't imagine that happening. Oh, I did. Life. I did last Thursday at that direct TV <laughs> thing. And I, I re really, it really shook me. It was very, uh, I, it was I very intense. I yeah. very yeah. sweaty. Um, mm -hmm. So you post this thing and cause it, you know, she explains the geocode API and this thing, once I start reading it, I'm just like, this is wild. Mm -hmm. Cause it actually gives 
Miss Rinna, uh, you know, the address, her actual address. And mm-hmm. you verified this is her address, correct? Right. And I, I blocked out the number. You blocked it out. You're not trying to dox to her make or anything sure, like Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that in a handful of places, that number. I remember I had looked it up before. I can't remember why. Um, so and so when that I got that geotag code thing and I saw that street name, it did sound familiar. And so I was like, no way, no way. And yeah, so I, now, is there a chance woke underscore Stan are the rats in Lisa's kitchen? Is there any chance they might be behind any of this? Or I, I mean, I'm just kind of shocked about this. Did you follow Lisa Rinna before this? As far as before, like on Instagram, not like like her career. Like, um, were you? Did you follow her I account? Mean, I did she follow you? Her up until she blocked me. <laughs> so, I just want to make sure this isn't like I'm trying to get back at Lisa Rinna. Oh, oh, uh, no. I mean. It's honestly just fascinating layer yeah. to the show. I think I'm not, I'm, I'm not out to get her, but for someone who says own it, blah, 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 you let, you know, how can you, you got to talk about it. And if she's doing this behind the scenes and, and not to mention, I know you've heard stories of her pulling strings with accounts and trying to get other accounts to. Yeah. We talked, we had a conversation, a private conversation last week about that where, you know, and I I've hinted at that on the show, you guys is that you can kind of follow the breadcrumbs and you can kind of tell which accounts that Lisa's in their DMS. And like, we've both been probably DM'd by Bravo Lebs throughout the, throughout our meme career. This is so yes. sad, you know, and it's like exciting at first, you know, and mm-hmm. you, but you got to also be careful because you do want to be able to like tell your personal opinion. Right. And my personal opinion has also made Bravo lebs and follow me and say like kind of like you know like they they've been hurt sometimes and that's mm-hmm. like i felt bad about it but some of these accounts really like have been like like really taken in like they they see like stars in their eyes you know yeah 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 um has so when you post this i mean lisa's obviously blocked you uh blocked all of us long time ago <laughs> yeah. have you heard from anybody uh working with Lisa at all? Um, we're saying that they work with Lisa or Lisa. Not, not, not from Lisa. I've heard from some people who are in contact with her saying, you know, she's saying it wasn't, she didn't do it. And I mean, what would she say? She's going to say she (laughs) did it. She caught me. Damn that face reality Um, 16. And like, yeah, I I'm still, you know, I can't say a hundred percent it's her, but it's very hard to, say it's not connected and well i think also then it opens up this bigger conversation too about you know i'll be snarky and stuff like that but then when i was then i i then i went to my twitter account and i had blocked this person i guess like i didn't even realize but i blocked this person months ago and i think Mm -hmm. it was because i had ronald richards on and they said something like after the or i must have made a a joke about rena i don't know i don't want to unblock the person to find out but Mm -hmm. i'm that person must have done something like said something because I don't really block a lot of people. So right. it must have been bad enough for me to block. And I want to remember, I'm trying to remember, but I blocked that person. And so when I went to find out, I was like, oh, I've blocked this person already. And then they had blocked me on Instagram because they also have an Instagram account. And so yeah. I was like, well, this is interesting. And then that was when the floodgates opened, which I'm sure for you as well, where all of my listeners and followers on Instagram started sending me all of their stuff. Yeah. And on the Instagram, it was especially interesting because the first post, or maybe this was on Twitter, but I think it was Instagram. The first post is a quote from Lisa Rinna, 
and it has six likes. Mm-hmm. Um, Erica Jane is not tagged in this post, but one of those six likes is Erica Jane. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now we know how Instagram works. You guys like, when we were no, like we're still nobodies, but when we were like, like, like zero people following Erica Jane just didn't happen to stumble upon my account. If I didn't, if I tagged her, maybe she would, but Mm -hmm. so why is Erica Jane liking a quote that she's not tagged in from an account Mm -hmm. at that point with like very little followers and six likes on a post? It makes zero Mm -hmm. sense to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was looking through some of the Twitter, the Twitter stuff too, and seeing like some, a lot of the real time stuff happening, you know, that we see on the show five, six months later yeah. or whatever. And they were posting that and just, and I haven't even had much time to date. Like if this was a Tuesday, it's a little different. like on the weekends, I try to, like I said, put my phone away a little bit. But on during the week, have I you had really to apologize like, to your family this weekend? Have you yeah, had to? Well, yeah. uh, you're like they're like BravoCon was last weekend, and <laughs> now you're doing it this it? weekend. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been enough already, but yeah. I, so I don't know. I want to look more into it. But someone someone DM'd me and was like, if they if there's a tweet if there's a tweet that says I'm shook in there, then you know it's her. And I went on the site yes. where you can search like the person's name and whatever to see if that you can find it in any tweets. And there's a, there's a tweet in there where she said something. I was shook when Erica said, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. See, so then last night after you did this, this account woke underscore Stan, I, uh, I'm really promoting the hell out of you woke underscore Stan. So I I hope, I hope you blow up, um, (laughs) is that they, they posted a tweet with the middle finger up in the air, the, location was dubai <laughs> and and it was like what, what was the cap what did she what did this person say it was like uh you guys need to find god or something like that that's always seems yeah, to be a popular right. uh which by the way bravo bravo ducking bravo also did a lot of research on this as well and i don't want to forget to mention her um and but it was it was it said uh, f all y'all clowns seek help <laughs> <laughs> well, Which by the way, I, I have, sec- I, I go to, to therapy. Help. I have, I have seeked up. Yeah, I have, <laughs> but, um, yeah, here it is. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Fuck all y'all clowns seek help. And, uh, that's great. So, and puts it as Dubai and the location tag, but just so you know, like we can do that too. Like yeah. I can put that I'm in Dubai right now. And I was right. doing it on my Instagram all afternoon. You don't actually have <laughs> yes. to be in that location, you guys. <laughs> so I hate to like blow everybody's like, yeah. Oh my God, this person's actually in Dubai. I will say though, whoever this is, if you zoom in and I'm not trying to, uh, like, I don't want to like, it looks like a very hairy arm and I don't mm-hmm. want to like, I don't know if that's a mean thing to say. Cause like I have hairy legs and so I think it's a male arm, maybe right, potentially. Um, but I I can't be certain, or it's like a a more hairy female arm. But my my thing is like people can share accounts. Like I'm saying, one tweet could right. be this. It could be a shared account. And when you look at the likes, Erica was liking a lot of this person these person's post, and then mm-hmm. Diana was following this this person like all of this stuff kind of adds up to like well isn't this kind of interesting at least and teddy was mentioning them on 
her podcast as well. Oh, for, you mean they... Fred, Fred, Freddie Mellencamp, as I call her, Freddie right. Mellencamp, oh, the yes. roving reporter. Freddie. So what did we, Freddie Mellencamp does the Twats podcast? What is what did she say on the pod? She brought up the woke underscore Stan, right? Yeah. Um. Let's see. I took a screenshot. Thank God for screenshots. Um. Was so this on a recent this... episode or was this a long time ago? I don't know because I think I took a screenshot of someone reposting it. It wasn't a long time ago. I think most of this was like the past two weeks. Isn't it funny though? If you guys picked up either of our phones, uh, you would be so scared. Like it was like just screen- my kids. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. My, you're like uh, I don't even know where it is. It's just there's fun. one in here. Pictures somewhere. of like yeah. tweets and stuff like it's, that. Yeah. Uh, so it says we made it to two. What do you call it? Twat. <laughs> so twats. Uh, two. Two. Two T's in a pod. Twats, yeah. Twats pod, you guys. Thank you for not being afraid of... Thank you, Freddie and Tamara, for not being afraid of speaking the truth on like some Z celebs and housewives accounts that care more about likes and follows and pandering to Twitter over their integrity. So nothing specific. It was about Denise. That's all. I didn't, I wasn't about to listen to it. <laughs> but the other thing that I was also finding curious that was getting sent to me, because you guys are like geniuses out there, was that they were sending me all these photos that had tagged everybody and they didn't, they never tagged Lisa, but they tagged at woke underscore Stan. Did you see that? I didn't see that. That's an interesting see, now, as well. And people were saying like, okay, well, why is Lisa never tagged in these? And th- one reason could be somebody pointed out that maybe Lisa blocked this account, which is like that you can't tag somebody if you block that account. But I will say, well, that would be so weird for Lisa who likes pro Lisa attention to mm-hmm. block a pro Lisa account. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, is that like you're so, oh, this person blocked me. So I'm going to tag myself. And so, I don't know. Yeah, but like, I mean, is that a mistake? It's in general. Everything seems so on the nose where I'm like, how did this, how would this even be a mistake? And Mm -hmm. then if you go to this Instagram, people were sending me like behind the scenes footage of them chasing a frog, like Erica and Diana was filming the footage. And I was like, how did they get this footage? I mean, because it didn't even say Diana at the top, like it was stolen from or was taken from Diana's account. So I got really confused. I'm like, how? And then the other thing was that they were tweeting out correct things about the seating arrangement at the reunion they were like like that was the other part did you see that yeah i saw that so Um, they had insider information yeah for sure um and then the last well most recent bravo bravo ducking bravo post with the email did you see that yeah so this is what the other thing and i did want to shout out bravo bravo ducking bravo yeah, which i i, I can't keep saying it. it's like a tongue twister for me i'm bravo bravo ducking bravo um which we hung out with last saturday and she wears her disguise okay. i do not know what she she but she looks really like like beautiful in the disguise. Mm-hmm. She looks like mm-hmm. Carmen San Diego. It's like I had a bunch of people ask if it was if that was Kyle. <laughs> Is that oh Kyle? my god, could you imagine if that I was like <laughs> I was like, wait, was that was it Kyle? Like that maybe I should have said that. I maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so she posted this thing uh four hours ago, you guys, and it says, uh, one of you telling me the woke stan account may be connected to at lisarena.com. And so there's a thing called account recovery that you can do. You can do it on Instagram, Twitter, you can also do it on like Gmail. So the account needed to recover its listed email could be one from the domain name of her website business. So they did an account recovery for woke stan at gmail.com. 
And the email contact listed on lisarinna.com, when you buy a website, you can add custom emails that uses the website domain name. And the website donate domain name was at lisarinna.com. So what they're saying is that when you do this recovery thing, it gives you the first couple of letters of the account. And the first couple of letters in the recovery email is at L-I. Okay. And now I don't like, I believe those are the first two letters of Lisa Rinna's name, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Could this be Kathy Hilton, like behind the scenes, creating websites, creating this digital trail? Like, what do you think? I mean, this is just really shocking to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. So is there any information that you're sitting on that you're afraid to release? Oh, by the way, you just looked at me like, Ugh. I don't, I, uh, should I DM you? Yeah. DM me. This yeah. Picture yeah. That people are saying. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know. Wait, I'm going to say Did this too. Wait, no, no, I didn't. But will you DM oh. it to me? So uh, right before I, uh, uh, recorded with face reality 16 right now, Sarah Galley from Andy's girls mm-hmm. texted me and she said, do you know anything about this? And there's an audio message, um, that Rina posted a threat. Remember Patrick Summers, you guys that we talk about on this show, he was that guy that jumped in with your moms are watching and all of these other things about like, she, he was said he initially was paid by Kathy Hilton and then he switched it to Lisa Rinna. And then supposedly, I thought it was potentially a rumor that when was this alleged picture taken? Um, The picture that she posted or that she allegedly posted. Was this today? That was allegedly today. Yes. Okay. So allegedly, and I'm going to say it, you don't have to, is... From Lisa Rinna's account, uh, this could be an amazing Photoshop. It has that photo of Lisa smiling with the gun. We've seen that many times. It's a Lisa Rinna classic. And it says, when I find me Patrick uh, S. And then it has the hearts and the lipstick emoji. And so allegedly she posted this an hour ago and then deleted it like that. That's crazy. Yes. If true. So I posted in my story, did anyone see, and I didn't really say what it was. I just said the threatening story because I saw it on Twitter. I don't know the people who posted it. I wasn't going to DM them. I just was kind of like, did anyone see this? And I've gotten quite a few DMs saying, yes, I saw it. And then I would, you know, clarify, is it this, the one that with the gun, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I saw it. I gasped. I couldn't believe it. I wish I screenshot it. So I did get at least like 15 people say that they did see it in real time. Okay. So, so she might've deleted and, and, it really fast, but. And this is what I just want to also point out is that, you know, Lisa, no matter what you think of her does know how to play the game and she does know how to use social media. Let's not treat her like my mom, like that doesn't know what she's doing on Instagram. She's knows how to like tweet or delete or Instagram and delete. And that would be what would be considered a threat. But I also know that if she did that, she would know that all of these Bravo Instagram accounts would pick it up. So my thing is, why post this? Why keep this going? And earlier today, you guys, it's very interesting because I get sent, I I blocked Lisa Rinna two years ago. Like I didn't even get blocked by Lisa. I blocked because I was like, "Ah, I don't want to hurt her feelings if she finds that I'm making fun of her. And so then like I get sent all of her stuff. And then today, it's really interesting. She either goes like really like mad and like at people or today was 
her dog had a nail issue and had to go to the vet. And so it was a sad dog post. And then it was a, a rest in peace, Lois post, mm-hmm. which like, I never like, listen, you guys heard my recap on Friday. I never make fun of, I mean, Lois seems like a beautiful mother. I can't even like, I would never even joke or touch that, but it was more sympathetic posting. So then to post this all of a sudden, and then you've got to, this is what I hate about Bravo. You guys, like I'm in this conspiratorial thing of like, well, does she want us to feel bad for her? Yeah. Well, and like, um, you know, is this a distraction and is she trying to take something off the, you know what I mean? Like have this blow up. So we don't talk about the Twitter thing anymore. She needs to post a picture of Harry's uh, private parts. That'll get everybody talking. Like just an accidental crotch shot or something like that. You know, like you might have just <laughs> an idea. Yeah. So uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I hate well, that. I hate that we're talking I, about her this much. I know. Anyway, I know. But... I know. This is such a. It's such a weird topic because. But it's an important topic, though, because mm-hmm. this season has been so hate filled. And yeah. I just want to point out, like, you're like, oh, um, you Bravo accounts just want to harp on this. Like, like, listen, I watched the the Realizers of Potomac with a flipping smile on my face ear to ear because those ladies are doing it better than anybody else. When yeah. I watch Salt Lake, those ladies are putting it out there fighting, but they're also, you know, like what I'm saying, like there's a difference. Like, I, I hope we can all recognize the difference between mm-hmm. those shows and what Beverly Hills has become. And I do want to point out that Lisa Rinna keeps saying things like, I'm playing the game. I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's actually playing a chess game. So she thinks right. she's thinking ahead and this whole Kathy thing blew up in her face and she doesn't seem to want to understand that like, it just didn't go her way. We all know Kathy did probably explode, but you got to let it go. It didn't go yeah. your way. You know, we don't care as much as she thought we all would. I know. And I feel like she's disappointed. Too. So she's like pushing harder. Right. Um, yeah. As a Bravo fan. And I know I only got you for a little bit more here, which by the way, thank you so much for doing this. I know this yeah, is such a, I, but I hope you come on again where we can just laugh about an episode. Totally. Um, you're like, no, no, never, no. <laughs> not again. No, no, no. Um, is that like, what do we, uh, as a fan, how did you get started in all this? Like, as like, what, what made you start the Instagram account? Okay. So gosh, I used to be on a private Facebook group. I think you've heard of it. Whispering oh. aliens. Yes. Um, yes. I, started, I, I was before, like, see, I was after that, but I heard the legend of that lives the on. Legend. Yeah. yeah. So, and I would. I would do the live tweeting and I would maybe do the live, um, I forget what it was even called, but you would comment on a post and I love yeah. doing that on the Facebook page. And I would just be coming up with these things and people would be like responding Laughing and loving and it. Fun. Yeah. And then I started making memes and just posting them on that page. And people were like, can you like, do you have an Instagram? I want to share this. It's a private group. So you can't share stuff unless you screenshot obviously um so yeah i just was like i had made a music video for Catherine and shep back when people wanted them to be together and it was wait like, wait, wait, these- wait 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 i'm excuse me you made a music video for cat okay sorry well, you guys so i gotta I, let I, face reality go this is you made a <laughs> music video for Catherine, dennis and shep rose did the season that they wanted that they tried to like make that happen it was a clip. It was clips of that show <laughs> of them, like having a good time. And they were like bowling and she was singing. What music did you put surgery. this to? 
So I spliced all these clips together and I put it to what about love? <laughs> I should repost it. When this Wait, can out, you I'm send that to me? It. So when this comes out yes, tomorrow, I'll I can send post it. it. Okay. 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 Cause it is actually a piece of art. I, I still love it. <laughs> that was my first post. It really did pretty well for a first post and people were just, I feel like, I mean, looking back at it, I'll probably be like, oh God, what, what was I doing? But yeah, so that was my first post and you're off to the races. That's how it went. What's your favorite Bravo show back then? And what's your favorite Bravo show now? Okay. So back then I have to go with Roni, like yeah, Stephanie state, you know, right around the, when she got married, I feel like that was like when I really loved the show. Um, now uh, Salt Lake city is just yeah it's like really like it really is like hitting me like in a good spot there's like there were only three episodes in and i'm like right this feels epic and there's only five ladies like you know like right yeah when they have smaller casts like that last season of roni like they fell apart but each lady is like bringing it you know right and i when i hear people say they don't watch i'm like what you have to you know i'm like no please because i saw the ratings and it was like 0.604 i'm like guys this should be doing better than this like it really should um what uh well no, I'm not I'm not gonna do least favorite because we're already slightly <laughs> negative. Um but for Beverly Hills, these last couple of seasons, how have you felt about watching it? Do you watch it the day of? Do you watch it the next day? Uh has it felt like a chore lately? I mean, it's it's definitely um captivating. It's hard to look away, but I do but so are car crashes. Right. It, it's different, it's dark and it's Certain like between, you know, everyone laughing at Sutton being called the C word and like these really like triggering moments that bring you back to junior high when you felt that pile on of like unnecessary meanness. And yeah, it's I think that it brings that out and you just kind of feel like I don't want to go back there. I don't like that. I keep thinking about that one moment from this past week's reunion when mm-hmm. they're laughing about the recycling and they have that shot of Garcelle mm-hmm. just kind of watching it and going like, wow, my, you know, we've totally skipped and now we're laughing about a phone not being recycled. And I, it was like this weird, sad moment where it, it wasn't even, you know, like how Rena's outbursts have been kind of disgusting this season, you guys, and even last season to a degree and the season before, but this like made me sad. Like it, mm-hmm. it kind of made me like deflated where you usually get excited at a reunion because we got Kathy coming up and all this stuff. And I yeah. kind of ended this part two and I know I'm still getting over BravoCon, So that was probably mm-hmm. it too, but I just felt deflated and defeated, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it felt wrong to even give them ratings for that. Right. Like, I, yeah. I just, like I was like, and by the way, getting huge ratings. So yeah, of course. this brings me to my next question, for, you know, is that, you know, if you run Bravo, if you were telling Bravo, like do, do everybody, like, I think like people were saying about me and all of us who were like, oh, you just want Rinna fired. I was like, I've never said I want, I said, I want, I said, Rinna could be there for as long as she wants. I love talking about Lisa Rinna, but I will say it's gotten a little wild for even me. How do you feel about it? And what do you think if you were at Bravo, like, what do you think they should do? They're getting good ratings. Do you think, but how, how do you think about this? You know, as much as I would, you know, as a, as my post kind of point to wanting Renegon, I think producers have an amazing or Bravo in general opportunity to like turn the tables on her 
and bring some people back that would make her very uncomfortable because she's never going to say, I won't film with X, Y, and Z. I don't think oh, she ever dude, Rina, Rina is a pro wrestler, man. She's yeah. going to be in there with anybody. So, you know, their ratings have been insane. I, I don't see them trying to mess with that for, because fans are unhappy with people. Like if it's good ratings, they will stick with well, what's working. <sighs> But it's just interesting because then it's like that, you know, money talks. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're in like a Kanye West, uh, mm-hmm. you know, K-hole right now with the same thing. It's like, what's Adidas going to do? And like, my thing is, is that like, if Rinna had like, this is what bums me out if any of this stuff is true with the geotags yeah. and all this stuff, is that if that is true, to me, she's got to go. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's done. If this is proven to be, and I don't know if Bravo even bothers to look into this stuff, I think they do, but I'm not sure. I think that's like, you got to go because it's too far. But if she had not done any of that stuff and she had just had like the season where she's flipping out on people, I would welcome it back. And you're right. Like Mm -hmm. they keep teasing all of these people from the past and like Sutton's like building a Sutton army with every (laughs) like old uh, Beverly Hills person there's ever been. I'd all be for that season. But if she did this, no, you can't, you can't do that. That's too, it's too far. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard to say it's not playing fair because what even is that with Housewives? But in Beverly Hills is like, I mean, I'm guessing you know this, another level of vicious. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's turned itself into um, that. Doggy dog. Like it's next level compared to other franchises. Most of them are just living their lives and fame is important, but it's not the basis. Like this, the, the fame is the real solid basis of the show in some ways so they play games that other franchises yeah even try and potomac like usually these ladies will do something dirty and then the other lady will like kind of like ah i saw what you did i'm laughing kind of laugh at it and you're kind of like wow what a volley this is like karen and uh you know it's it's wild to what like karen and giselle will just go back and forth and just be like at each other but it's like the Batman and Joker where they need mm-hmm. each other. You know, you're yeah. like, Oh, this is kind of entertaining. But then Beverly Hills, there's always this moment. Now we had this two seasons ago with Denise Richards going like, yo, Lisa, I got a family, man. Please stop saying yeah. that I'm yeah. hooked up with Brandy. And then this season we have Kyle going, I want my family at my daughter's wedding, which mm-hmm. is not going to be filmed. Please stop. We always have this please stop moment on Beverly Hills that we don't have on these other shows. I feel. Yeah. Right. And there's this, the allyship part of it, you don't really see in other shows where this one group of people are constantly pushing yeah. out, pushing yeah, out, f- pushing the out. Fox Force Five, and then yeah. we got this, and then I fall into it too because then I'm like, okay, uh, we got we got uh, Sutton is friends with okay, Gar- sorry, uh, Gar- Garcelle, and then we got uh, Crystal, and we can have that be an army, and then we can have these other ladies there, the Fox Force Five, but and then I start thinking about it as a war, and I'm like, what am what Guys, this is housewives. This is not like Stratego or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, I, it's, it's just, it is. It has another level of, dare I say, evil. Um, You can say, well, yeah. By the way, (laughs) by the way, evil is not as I am. I want to think. I think the c word is worse than evil. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say that really right now. But it has an evil undertone to it, and it's. I mean, it definitely gets people the most emotionally charged. So, and I mean, that's it is, the- it does work, but I'm like, 
I get emotionally charged with like the actual world these days. Yeah. Like, you know, like I do kind of like just to laugh. Like, by the way, guys, I'm not one of those people that like, I get what housewives is. I get that they fight. I get all of that. But when you're taking this offline and then like, like uh, those bots and like, that's the other thing about the woke stand thing. They said uh, the line was from the show about putting the foot on the neck. You know, and woke Stan had a tweet where it talks about like foot on the neck and like, listen, that's a verbiage like nobody. It just it was just too close to where I was like, wait a sec. Is this the person that's also behind the bots? And you start putting these things together because we've been lied to by housewives so many times. So don't say it's on us. Like we've been they've been proven liars. I I just get confused about where this goes from here. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because people aren't going to be happy. To think that that's what. And then if Rena goes, on. we're going to get people going like, you drove her away. You drove the entertainment away. Right. Um, but it gets canceled in two seasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You they ruined the, the show. Thing. It's going to be like Roni now. And you mm-hmm. ruined Roni. Um, I guess lastly, you don't have to act specifically. Has any Bravo Lebs been in your DMs today? No. Not, I mean. Wait, I like that you're like. There probably has been, but you don't even consider them famous. No. You're like, well, Jax was in there. Taylor, no, I mean, I would and... say the last ones was um, I had done like the breakdown of the the new New York Rony cast, yeah, cast, and I ha- and I had tagged a few of them, and some of them have like less than five thousand followers. You know, most of them have small, besides the influencers. So I had a few of them reach. Yeah, out. you guys get at them now. Make friends with them yeah, now before hello. they blow. Like for real. Like <laughs> make friends with them now. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but then I was also than- like. We're not going to be best friends. Okay. <laughs> like, don't even, okay. Don't try it. Are but, you excited yeah, about the new cast? Oh, Dorinda, Dorinda DM'd me because I tagged her in the weave. Did you see the weave um, post where she said, Margaret said she had her weave? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I said, Dorinda snatched Margaret's weave. And she was like, I did. So that was it. It wasn't juicy. But there was no Bravo Labs cute. in your DMs about what you posted to last yesterday. No, 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 they're not. Which like Andy wasn't like, what's up, girl? Like, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> what do you um, got? No, I wonder what if if and what Andy thinks about this, if he's aware. People keep saying because I, I have like a hero worship thing for Andy where everybody's like, like, I don't get some. I just sometimes don't get the Andy hate because I'm like, this dude is like a ringmaster. It has got to be so hard to do what he does. And I'm not trying to kiss his ass, but I'm just as a host, I genuinely like look up to that dude. Mm-hmm. And I know he'll never care because I don't have abs, but like, I genuinely look up to him. What did you think of the Bravo con experience? Cause I, I got to see you there and meet you there and we got to DM a little bit and that was really exciting. But what was your whole overall experience at Bravo con? A total roller coaster. I feel like I <laughs> grew a lot as a person. You felt like you grew as a person. Did you do a sister out of the traveling pants? Yeah, or do you like, was- wow. So like my main thing was like, you, you, you get there and you think everyone's just going to be showering me with Bravo things, but it's like, you have to push your way. You have to decide what you're going to do. You have to commit to what, you know, you have to have you're gonna a different miss mindset. That. You're going to make painful decisions. Yeah. You're going to have to leave yeah. the Potomac panel to go to the Southern charm panel. You're going to like real hard eating and going to the bathroom. <laughs> like you're not going to be able to. Kind like, of. Like I was like, yeah. okay, I've only drank alcohol. Water or, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really like by the end of it, I was you know, cause I went to the first one and that was similar, but not, you know, not at the level that this one was. Um, and you just have to, you have to create your own experience, create your own adventure. Every m- minute is a choice. Am I going to go stand in line for an hour and a half for this or 
go stand by the VIP room and see who I can see walking through. And did you have any goals going in? Okay. So I had a few panels that I didn't want to miss. Um, I didn't want to miss either Ask Andy just because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, same. Like I love did, which I, day. Cause I did the Ask Andy Sunday. I didn't get to do the Ask Andy. I did Friday. the first one okay. and the, I did both. And the first one, I actually got to ask a question. What'd you ask? Um, I asked pick five women in history, living or dead to make your ultimate cast. And it ended up on like the website and everything he did nice. like a first ladies edition. So yeah. Was it like it Bethany was. and like Lisa? No, he did like um like literal first ladies like Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, um... <laughs> I thought you were like actually from the no. Bravo. You made that. Roosevelt, okay, Jackie O, uh, Reagan, Bush, Michelle, and then Melania as a friend is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so fun. It was just so fun. I was like, I just want to do a fun question that's not yeah he's not gonna roll his eye. You know that he's just gonna. What so, Bravo yeah, lab awesome. uh, were you the most wanting to meet? Um, I really wanted to get a picture with Phaedra. I was right in front in line and then she switched the time. <laughs> the time got switched for her that went, it went to Amanda and Kyle from Summer House, which no shade, but I, they weren't really on my list. So I was really close. Wait, so to, you got there, they switch and you're like, Hey Amanda, Hey, Kyle, I gotta get in line on, for the guys. next. Yeah. I was yeah like, I gotta go. <laughs> um, but you know, I honestly, it was, it, and I don't know if you had this, how many photo ops you did, but, um, I didn't do any of them. Yeah, I, like, I did. It, I did two. <laughs> yeah. And they were both, um, whatever they were, they were fun, but you're not like having a conversation, you know, it's like, okay. No. I yeah. I was, it's it's like, I was yeah. so excited to have the conversations with like just actual like fans like myself. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, we're having like, that was the coolest part for me where I was like, well, totally. this is kind of Bravo con for me is like, and by, by the way, you guys, I didn't mind having a general admission pass. Like I got to have press mm-hmm. on Sunday, but the general admission was fine. Cause I just wanted to hang out with everybody anyways. And it was just kind of wild to see everybody smiling and happy and all of that stuff. Um, was there uh, the, we- what was your weirdest moment at Bravo con? I, I mean, I was, I went to ask Andy, they hadn't started clearing the panels yet. So that was in between ask Andy and real housewives of Beverly Hills and the stampede. Um, oh yeah. 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 You guys, I talked about that on the yeah. show. It, I had gotten yeah, up to 30 people lost their lives that day. Yes. <laughs> I um, got in line to get a bottle of water. The line was super long. I'm like, I'm going to try. I was just sitting with someone I met at the panel. So they were saving my seat. And I saw this like sea of people come in and I was like, I'm going to go sit back down. I don't know what's happening right now. And the whole room just filled like the aisles are filled with people. So that was pretty, I mean, I don't know, not weird as much as just like just watching where I was like, uh, is this, is this where it like, is this it for me? Is this where I'm going to. So yeah, we're <laughs> this where I was just waiting. yeah. Well, and then what was it like actually meeting like the people that enjoy your account? Like also because you know, I mean, I don't know if you got recognized. Like I was, I kept asking you, where's the hat? Where's that? And you're like, I'm yeah, bringing I the know. Hat I wish I... that's her profile picture. You guys, but was it exciting to meet the people that did know your account and also the other creators? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I had like a few people I would start a conversation and say, Oh, I have an Instagram. They're like, Oh, who is it? And I, Oh, I follow you. And so, you know, I don't show my face that often just out of laziness, really. Um, I had a couple <laughs> people recognize me on Sunday because I post pictures Saturday night and I think they were more like familiar with. So that was fun. Yeah, it was just great. I, I loved talking to whoever I sat next to. I went by myself. So 
I yeah, like that's the thing, you guys. Start up a conversation like, no matter what. I was on Sunday night, I went to watch What Happens Live like last minute and I sat by myself and I made friends with like this cool couple next to me and this couple in front of me. And it was like, don't be scared to go next year, even if it's by yourself, yeah. because you wind up like just all you have to do is go, Hey, what do you think about Rinna? And then you can start into a conversation and you already have that part of the awkward friendship over with by Mm -hmm. just like Bravo. And that's what I thought was so exciting about the whole experience. You know? Yeah. It's an immediate icebreaker. Like you're walking through the doors, ice is broken. You're other than the handful of guys who were, or I shouldn't say guys, a handful of of people who were there without truly wanting to be there. You could Find them on the couches, <laughs> listening to <laughs> music or sleeping. <laughs> Maybe didn't want to talk as much, but yeah, other than that. Um, did you, uh, and then finally, um, so you would go back next year, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, and just so people know how Instagram accounts work, just so like when something like this, like how many f- new followers have you gotten in the last day? I think about 2000. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like I, it's I, pretty I, wild yeah. when this stuff and uh, that happened to me over BravoCon. I started posting pictures of like Kathy and then all of a sudden I started getting like a bunch of followers and I was like, what the hell's wrong? And it's really, you guys think it's like, might be cool and stuff. And it's like cool in a way, but it's like really nerve wracking and you get mm-hmm. really scared. Like you did something wrong. Yeah. Do you feel like that sometimes? Well, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, who shared my story? You know, like who, cause yeah. Like how did this happen you yeah. when they <laughs> share your stuff? And I'm like, who, who shared, who shared me? Who was it? And like, Am I on a housewife's page? Like, did they, you know, say something about me? Whatever. It's just, yeah. It's and and then I, I try to keep up with DMs as much as possible. I really, yeah, I don't at least like, want to see them all and like like them. No. Or I try to respond and like then all of a sudden there's like eighty five in your, you know, whatever it's called the, not the private but the people you have yeah, yeah the the, ju- the bulk junk yeah yeah, yeah like there's like this that. other page that is like people that you've never interacted with are you scared to open any dms right now uh because you know possibly one could be lisa or woke stan or uh, you know like could, are you are, do you get nervous about stuff like that um i sometimes i mean like you know i i do have you know for the most part i'm not posting out of like like you had said earlier, like, I'm not trying to get attention. I'm not doing it out of hate. I'm not, you know, it's, I can see why people get upset. Um, Twitter's kind of weird. I posted it on Twitter. I don't use Twitter that much and that I'm not afraid, but I'm just like ignoring because a lot of people are just, I do Twitter because I hate myself. Like, that's why I do Twitter because I'm like, I like to be like said mean things to like, so that's why I'm (laughs) on there. But if you don't like to like be said mean things to don't go on Twitter, like it's just not the place, but I love Instagram. Like Instagram is like something that I just I truly love it. And I always hear that like Instagram's going, Instagram's going downhill. Like yeah, kids are on, yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I'm staying on no. Instagram. I love Instagram, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, thank you for spending. I know I went way over with you, no, but fine. thank you so much. I know you have a life to get back to. Uh, sadly, I don't. And uh, that's why I've kept you so long. Uh, is there anything else? Like what? So I guess we just wait and see, but this is possibly you guys go Follow at face reality 16 if you don't already, but you probably do. Um, tell her she did a great job today. And also, like, what do I mean? I just don't know what happens next. Like, like what, we got what are we gonna find out now? The reunion kind of feeling relief over that. I know um, I'm so thankful that it's over. I'm ready to focus on Potomac and Salt Lake City and really get into that and 
Yeah, I don't. I know. like we'll most people are like, I want to focus on my uh, mental health and growth, and you're like, yeah. ah, a little get into Potomac. I want to focus on Salt Lake yeah. a little bit no. more. <laughs> the the feel good stuff, yeah. Um, uh, but, but yeah, Eliza, I'll be paying attention to it for sure. So, is there anything coming up that we need to know about? I mean, like, listen, you just do this for your own fun and for the love of it and stuff like that. But if there's ever anything that I can help promote for you, please let me know. But it's Thank really you. a top notch Instagram page, uh, and and she kind of started this whole service. Circus, so you know, like this is what we're, we're like. Listen, I was so mad at you last night because I was like, I'm actually like moving, and I just got back from BravoCon, and I'm like, oh great, now I have to be on my yeah. flipping phone all day because <laughs> of Face Reality 16 and Bravo, Bravo, yeah. ducking Bravo, and then I just do silly memes, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not even a good detective, you guys. So don't look for me stuff. for that crap. You know, you're finding stuff. Yeah, look to uh, Face Reality 16. So I hope you'll come on again, and thank Absolutely. you so much. Totally. Thank you so much. What? Oh, man, she was great. I, I I love talking to her and I hope we explained it a little. I know it's a confusing topic. We will be revisiting that topic throughout the week as much more information, I'm sure. What if it just gets spilled and brushed under the rug and we just forget about it? And then next season, Rena's like there. Uh, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted. But what a day. And I am so exhausted. Also, why did I do three interviews on a day when I'm also moving? But that's what I'm saying. This stuff is so – I'm so in love with this stuff. This is like – you know, this is so sad, but you like when you find your life's purpose, you're like, it's sad that this is my life's purpose, but I'm really happy I found it. And I just really enjoy talking pop culture and reality show. So let's move the show right along with our final guest. And by final, it doesn't I, I mean, let's, let's we save the best for last. That's what we did, you know, it's for a little palate cleanser, if you will. Um, she's a digital creator as well. Her name is Danielle and she is the popular Instagram account brands by Bravo. And I really do like, I want to just say a word about like how cool these content create, like the audience is cool itself. And I got to meet a lot of you guys at Bravo Con. I was just blown away, but like the content creators, like when I, I'm still an actor, but when I was working with actors full time, I used to dream about like having like real collaborators. And now with this, I feel like I do have collaborators. They just, they're like on Instagram or we swap podcasts and we, you know, we, we swap ideas. Like I, I'll text with Kaya from Bravo while black or me and Meditza and Sandra will go over an idea or I'll reach out to face reality or faces by Bravo. I was texting with earlier and it's, it's, it's this kind of thing where we all help each other and it's not like up and Adam from YouTube had me on last week and he's great. He has a new podcast called too messy with his uh, dude, Jason, who's great. Like everybody, there's just, I want to hate people. I want to be like, I'm going to crush you and try to be better than you. But there's just so many damn good people. And I feel bad for you guys because you have to make the hard decision on what to listen to. And there's so many damn good choices. Uh, and this is a good one, too. I want to recommend their podcast, uh, Brands by Bravo and Sue uh, Funky, Funky. I, Sue Fun <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm saying you're not I'm wrong, Sue, but they had the Real Housewives of Rewatch podcast, which I didn't even know existed until today. And I'm like, girl, you needed to tell me that immediately because they rewatch Roni and they're on season two now and they do episodes of each one of these. And it's so important, like hist history wise, to go and see where we came from to remind us of why Roni is the best reality show of all time. Like people think it's just like the last couple of seasons. It's like, no, you got to go back and rewatch. In fact, our guest on Tuesday rewatches Roni all the time. So I cannot wait 
to have you guys listen to Tuesday's episode. But today is Danielle, and we talk about Welcome to Plathville and the wild, weird show that is. But of course, we also talk about BravoCon, and we get her thoughts on the Lisa Rinna mess at all as well. But what I love about Danielle, too, is she is not a hate account in any way. She's funny, but she also brings the information and she like, you know, it's like I actually learn things from her account about these shows that I love. And those are really important accounts. You got to really pay attention to those. I don't mean to sound that in like a you got to do this. Oh man, what a, this is a super renaissance episode. Okay, so why don't we just get into it and then that's going to be it folks. And then I'm going to see you bright and early on Tuesday and I'm going to knock you off your coal mine and asses. I'm going to tell you, you're going, you're going to be like, what? He got that person? What? And dude, I had a phone call today with somebody. It wasn't even for a podcast, but I got a, I, I had a phone call with somebody that I highly respect in this industry. That was just a phone call out of the blue. And we just chatted for like 40 minutes and I can't tell, I mean, like I want to tell you, but I can't, but it was just, and it was like, whoa, this is really cool. And that's all because of you guys. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your lives. Thanks for allowing me to be somebody in this industry. And hopefully we can keep growing together. Um, I I was texting with Meditza and Sandra. There's going to be some real uh, cool announcements for the new year that I think some of you guys are going to be excited for. I mean, I'm excited for them. So hopefully you guys, and hopefully you'll show up for me like you always do. Uh, Without further ado, here is Danielle from at brands by bravo ladies and gentlemen uh today for the pop culture roundup i wanted to give a broad overview of not just bravo which we heard so much of i'm sure today even though i haven't recorded it yet just because of all of the events that have continued to happen this weekend even though i've asked for them not to there are other things in the pop culture landscape that i find just as fascinating and my guest finds them just as fascinating as well now her account is uh, called Brands by Bravo, but we're going to talk a hair about Bravo, but we're going to actually talk about a show that we both love called Welcome to Plathville on TLC, where insanity is happening over there. And I need you guys to know about it and pay attention to it and get on board. Danielle from Brands of Bra- Brands by Bravo, welcome to the show. Brand- Thank Bra- you. Bra- Sorry. <laughs> it's um, a mouthful. You were at BravoCon. I have not recovered. How was your BravoCon experience? By the way, this is what's so funny. I was at BravoCon. I'm in the panels, and I think I was reading your account to catch me up on panels (laughs) that I was at. (laughs) That I was like, okay, yeah, that's what I guess I just saw. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I've ever posted as much in one day as I did my day at BravoCon. Oh, it was a mess. I mean, it was just, it was, I mean, a a great mess. Did you have a good time? I did, yeah. Um, The day went far better than I thought. And, uh, wait for you personally, or are you just for the, for the show itself? Probably both. Probably both. (laughs) Um, and I just thank God every day I went to the Salt Lake city panel because I'm not sure I will ever get get over that. I didn't get to go to that. And that's, that's what the notes I read, I think was from yours, your account. Oh yeah. I was taking notes during the events and then posting them after. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys, like I, I saw the next day at the ultimate girls trip panel that obviously, but I found out from your account that Whitney and Heather, I mean, there's truly bad blood there. It was at one moment during their fighting because they were all fighting with each other. 
I just yeah, kept yeah. thinking, I'm like, do they realize they are on stage with like 1500 people watching them? Like, I thought at one moment they would be like, you know what? Let's be professional and reel it in and like put this to the side. But they kept going. And the crowd, it was like a WWE match. This girl in front of me was like, get her Whitney. But and like, don't, don't you think, though, that that means like they're at the height of their power you know like i'm like absolutely they're, i'm like they're ready to film let's go like oh my gosh yes and poor karama was like what i'm like moderating this like <laughs> you know he did a fantastic job though he was but actually karamo i think did better than brad goreski for the beverly hills panel agreed but that's because i if i had some like nitpicky things i think they needed to do a better job with some of their panel picking like who was the moderator that's they did exactly not what do I said. That's enough yeah. to control the crowd, to control the dumb questions that were being asked. Like in Jersey, one girl was like, Frank, can you make a shout out to my friend? And like ran up with the camera and the crowd booed her. We're like, this is not what this moment is for. Like, oh, somebody asked-, asked Andy to sign their arm so they could get a tattoo. And I was like, ah, finally, we get the answer to that question that yeah, we've all been waiting I, for. You know, I needed the moderators to be like, absolutely not. Next I, question. I, I totally agree. And the thing is, I, I it's a it's a difficult, tricky job, I'm sure, because you don't want to give enough like you don't want to give too much because you want to save it for the show. But at the same time, you want to get enough. And that's why I heard the Salt Lake panel was so good because they went all the way, you know, and like Karamo they were knows really how to, going. Yeah. And Karamo knows how to deal with people fighting. He does it, you know, and, and like emotions and he has a new talk show. So he was probably the best moderator I, I saw because yeah. someone did ask a question about Jen Shaw and he shut it down because I guess they weren't allowed to answer that. Oh, for oh, OK. Someone yeah. asked. Well, I was at the is, hotel and saw her dancing. I was at the party where she was dancing. Oh and I was gosh. like, this is insane. Like she was dancing like she didn't have a care in the world. And I was jealous, not because you. I was jealous because like she was doing that dance where you like like you have to have really strong knees for where she was like <laughs> dropping to the floor and getting back up. And I was like, <laughs> like, forget Jen Shaw. I was just like those knees, man, my knee would give out like that. Yeah. Um, so you saw the Salt Lake panel. And by the way, go, if you don't, you follow her already, but if you don't go follow her, because it's not snarky, like my account can be, I mean, it's funny, but it's not snarky <laughs> and there's a lot of information. So it provides a service. And I always think you've got to support those accounts a lot more than some of like the snark that I do or something like that. You know, like I provide good humor or that's arguable, but you got to like, it's really good information. If you really want to keep, keep up on the minutia, go follow her account. Uh, I, I, since I have you here, I do just have to ask before we get to Plathville, what is your take on all of the crap this weekend with the Rena and the IP and the Diana and the reunion? Like what do you have any overall thought? on this the whole thing is a mess um do i think it's actually running i don't know i think it's somebody in the orbit i don't think it's it's someone in the orbit i think the person seems like well the woke stand person that has now gotten involved like they're really mean and and horrible it seems like they're just a really hateful person but they're a decent writer if that makes sense yeah they also wrote child like Ooh, child. And like, yeah, by the way, if Lisa's doing like blackface, like Twitter accounts, that's like even more disturbing than anything I've ever seen. Agree. That alone. She, like, who was it? Didn't Kathy write on someone's comment once and ask, like, why does everyone keep writing chili? And like, she didn't. (laughs) Like, Rena does not know what that terminology means. But I love that people are like, sort of like, oh, it has to be Rena. It's like, 
you know they have people that can do it for them. Like, do you think like, I mean, you know how easy it is to get somebody else like you're like, yeah, I want to do this, but you do it for me. And the person who who is behind this one account, like it's easy for me to say that I'm like, wow, <coughs> too bad they hate so much because I've kind of think they're a decent writer, you know, like if they yeah. can really use this for good, it would be cool. But it kind of it's gotten to a point where it scares me, you know? Agree. I mean, to me, with the having people do stuff for you, it's like LVP and the radar online. I don't think she called, but I think someone in her team called and it's the same. But we do that in our average everyday lives, too. Is that like I didn't you know, like if my mom told me to go to the go do a chore, but I actually didn't do it. But I paid my sister five dollars to do it. (laughs) It still counts as my chore. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I just think it's a mess. Last year, we had to learn to be lawyers. And this year, we have to learn to be hackers, I guess, in terms of- Yeah, I mean, the fact that someone went in and get the IP address and all of that. I was like, like API. I'm like, things that I've never, I'm like, can't somebody just get into gardening? I'd like to get into gardening. I know. I'd love to learn about that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Bravo, uh, just, but overall, what do you think the state of Bravo is now? Do you think it's strong? Are you still as excited to watch Bravo as you've always been? Oh, Um, it's definitely strong. I mean, it's clear with what's happening with New York, like tides are changing and new shows, I feel like are becoming the best ones that maybe weren't previously, like in my opinion, Salt Lake and Potomac are the two best series right now. (laughs) And And not the others are bad, but they're just... It gets a little stale, you know, when you have like, I a love Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, no, like Beverly Hills. It's like, you're like, come on, guys. I'm just ready for I'm ready for like it to be over. When I watch Potomac, I watch it with a smile on my Me face. Too. I don't I don't even realize I'm smiling. And then I'm like, it's just like comforting. And Beverly Hills, I'm just like dreading and I can't wait for it to be over. So. It's exhausting, Beverly Hills. What's your take but- on New York, actually, with the new cast? Are you happy? Um, I'm absolutely going to give it a chance. I saw an interview clip with Ramona and she was like, why are you even having the legacy show? Obviously you don't want us. She called it like the loser legacy. And I kind of agree with that. Like I love <laughs> Real Housewives of New York so much. I'm actually doing like a rewatch podcast with my friend Sue on New oh, York. Oh yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. Well, what's this podcast? And, and it oh, has it. Uh, what, what, yeah. Give me your podcast. Yeah, information. What are you um, talking about? Sorry. It's Real Housewives of Rewatch and we're rewatching New York. We're on season two. And okay. Old New Real York, Housewives of Rewatch. We can mm-hmm. find that on. So you just type that into your thing and automatically give them five stars, you guys. But go check out that podcast. Why didn't you lead with that? What are you know. talking about? Oh, my God. That's from all anyway, your podcast. When you, when you watch old New York, it's like this is why it was the greatest franchise. But I I don't want to say I'm done with it, but I'm excited to see different things. Like I'm excited to see the Luann and Sonia show. And if we don't spend the whole time talking about Tom, maybe there is a space for them to come back. But if it's the same sort of rehashing I don't know, but I'm absolutely yeah, I don't think enough the people new are talking costume. about the the Sonia Luann show where they go visit the testicle festival. You guys, yes, and it sounds like I'm making amazing. a joke, but it's like they showed a whole trailer of that you can find online. Um, but I, I mean, somebody made the point, too, of like the New York cast. You know, there's a lot of influencers in the new cast. I don't and all like of that, that stuff. Well, but then, you know, from an now look at this from an advertising standpoint, you know, you got to get those advertising dollars and some of these ladies i hate to say it because i i would watch any aged lady like i i used to watch the golden girls and loved it like nothing else but they were saying that bravo is courting a younger audience with 
you know, going, going with influencers and, and, and ladies like that. I agree. It gives me the same feeling. I'm a big bachelor watcher. And when you find out someone was cast on the bachelor with like a huge following versus someone who literally like is a nobody, it just yeah. gives you more authentic feeling yes. to their intentions. So we'll see. I'm absolutely we'll see, open. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As long as Bravo fans, like, let's just be open. Like, you know what? Like, we can, like, let's just be open and let's support the shows. Like, Real Girlfriends of Paris. Like, it might I not love be your that jam, show. but support it because it gets better as it goes. And we want these things to have second seasons and third. Remember, Summer House didn't even really get good till the third season. Potomac got really good in the third season. You got to let shows, you know, room to grow. So we got to support those. Okay. I was rushing. Oh, my one that. last thing on yeah. New York that I have to say, as a New Yorker myself, the only qualm that I will have is I've not done a deep dive on them. I don't know how New York these people are, or did they just move there? Because I have thoughts on that. See, <laughs> and that I might do. affect how I feel. No, about no. <laughs> I also think they're like I want Bravo laws. Like I feel like you need to show tax returns from like like for politicians, they have to move. Like that, Doctor <laughs> yeah. Oz, like he's trying to run in Philadelphia. He's not he doesn't even live in Philadelphia, you know, yeah. and it's like. You need to live in New York if you're and by the way, I hate to break everybody's heart, but like Kyle and all those people live in Encino, like they don't even live in Beverly Hills. Yeah, Beverly like what Hills. I would kill for like a real house of New York to be from Staten Island, something like that. Like that's yes. what I wanted to see. And I don't yeah. know if these women are that. <laughs> I'll go even one more step. I want them all to live on the same block. <laughs> that I want would, them the same all building. to live on the same. Yeah, the same An only I murders mean, version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, you know, that's where this is headed, by the way, a murder mystery season at one point somebody oh will God, die in the first episode we'll be solving it the whole time okay now there is a show will you explain to the people what this show welcome to plathville is about on tlc if you can yes it's my favorite non-bravo reality show and i feel as though you and i are the true influencers behind getting people to watch it because the amount of messages i get from people they're like you're the reason i started watching this but anyway it is about it started a family of what is it nine children or ten children i've lost they, count yeah yeah i don't know how many uh, like nine or ten children and they lived on a farm uh in Georgia and they were super religious and they didn't drink soda or watch TV or have any knowledge of anything pop culture. Uh, and it's just followed them. And since season one, the amount of things that have changed and evolved and grown because the kids have gotten older and they moved out of the house and now they've been on TV. Uh, and it's absolutely fa- it's just What season is this now that we just ended? I think it was, was it a fourth? three or four. Three or four? <clears throat> so, so the first season, you know, kind of like, not coasted, but it was like really fascinating to watch people that were not touched by any kind of social media or anything like that. And they were really pure. And this family had like, you know, these ideals, obviously, that they stood behind. And then slowly through the seasons, we've seen all of that chip away. And the most disturbing part of this season was that Kim and Barry, the two parents, they were, you know, married and they had this way of life is that Kim pulled away from Barry and like started like a dance studio found herself and, through through dance <laughs> as we all do at some point we find our way through dance or yes, ourselves there's been four dance. seasons by the way i just looked it up they live in a tiny town what's the town they live in it's uh, um uh oh, not it's like a tiny town but she opened a dance studio in a tiny town and i'm like how many people could possibly be taking this dance class you're t- you're teaching I, I don't, it's not Athens, Georgia. I forget. No, no, it's even some of that, but. And the whole uh, thing that I find fascinating about the show, because I feel like especially season one and two, it's like, you, you know, when you can see the cracks 
of people being fake on camera to be like, we are this beautiful, happy family. Yeah. And just you and I are watching like I spell nonsense, like absolutely not. Is that what this family is? And as the seasons have gone on, it's just like they, that they're just ensued, falling apart, like absolutely falling apart. The one the one son had already gotten married to a girl that, that you know, she's a photographer. She's like she's hit or miss on if people like her or not. But I mean, I, I like her, but she's like dealing with a kid that was raised with no kind of knowledge of anything. So his big like hobby is spending all his money on used cars to like <laughs> tinker around on. It's like a really or like buy a bike, but he won't ask her and he'll just spend the money. And she's trying to teach him ways to live. And then the one guy that i had on the modely kid what's his name uh um, micah bl- micah micah's been on this show you guys he wants to be an actor and he's a model and then mariah is like you know she, she's a she wants to be a, a singer and she was dating this guy and the guy kind of cheated on her in a weird way at a friend's work party and i'm mm-hmm. like a small town stuff each one of these people are going through something but then this week you guys the mom Kim got busted for DUI. Wild. So I read the article. So actually this happened in June. Yeah. But she was blood. in a yeah. car accident and they did a blood. I guess she refused to do like a breathalyzer on the spot or whatever. So they Smart. did a blood test and it took this long for it to come back. And she had a warrant out for her arrest because it was a DUI. <laughs> So there's a mug like so imagine you're just like on a Friday or third, I don't know when this was. And all of a sudden I just get an alert of like, you know, Mama Plath arrested for DUI after we watched this season of her trying to find herself. And there was even an episode where she like had one of her first drinks with her son ever. Yeah, like, she started drinking again. And I unfortunately think there is like I remember vaguely she talked about there might be alcoholism in her family. So I'm really got, hopeful we're not like this way, but it also sounds like the freshman who goes to college who never yes. drank before. And now yes. all of a sudden they are drinking and they have no idea what they're doing. But see, this is what happens when you live under a rock and you've chosen to not like live with actual society that then society happens to you and you're not prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And now you have a sad mugshot. And like, I mean, like <laughs> I need, well, I need Barry's reaction on this. None like, of them is, have released a statement. I looked. Nobody's no Instagram. Said, nothing. No one has said anything. Oh my God. It's been like three days. So I'm kind of surprised that no one has not even her. I'm so sorry. Like it was a mistake. Nothing. And, and it's, it's wild because a lot of the kids have moved out, but a lot of the kids are still at home. And like, there was like the saddest scene in one of the episodes this past season where the girl was like, mommy, why are you staying when you're the one that wants to leave daddy? Yeah. And Barry, definitely. They're both like the two most manipulative parents. And I feel like, yeah, I wonder how the kids who still live at home feel. I wonder how those who've moved out and don't, you know, some of the kids don't even speak to her. So I wonder how they're all they're They're not going to go guys, tubing down the river anytime soon together. I don't think they, they were all homeschooled by, by Kim. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, she seems like she has limited knowledge. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she seems great, but like she taught him like band and dance. And like, there are so many things. And cause the one son, you know, is completely mad at her. Like, mom, you did not prepare me for life. You did not yeah, prepare me talk for to her. You don't. Yeah. You didn't prepare me for anything. And it is, that's why it's so fascinating because it turns our normal Bravo thing on its head where it's like, this is frighteningly like, you can tell it's so real. You know, like even yeah, it's like, definitely like, a few times, like 
feels a little scripted, but then they really have these real moments. Like this yeah. past season, they went to a strip club and I even got my husband to watch that episode with me. And the two of us were absolutely cracking up. It was so funny how uncomfortable they were. And yes. they just had no idea what to do. And he was very drunk on camera, Micah. And it was just, it was such a great reality TV moment of them going to the strip club in Tampa, which I went to college in Tampa at Mars. Um, 3000 is like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, knew uh, I hear Tampa club. has some of the best strip clubs out it there. It does. And that's, yeah. that's, they, they went, they picked a good one to go to. Cause <laughs> well, so I, I'm, I, um, uh, not Micah, but, uh, the, the, the son that's married, um, I'm blanking on their names. Ethan. Ethan, yeah. So Ethan, you guys told this story last season where, you know, they didn't have TV or anything like that. And they went on vacation and like he, there was a TV in the room that he was staying at or in the place that and he snuck out early, like snuck up early to watch TV. And I think the only movie that they had was like Casablanca, Casablanca. Yeah. And he, why he was like fixated on Casablanca. Cause he had never seen a movie before in his life. Like imagine that, like we're so addicted to our TVs and our stories and our shows. Imagine never seeing that. And then as like a 13 or 14 year old being plopped down in front of a TV. I mean, just, it would be like magic. Yeah. They also find fascinating is that there is an oldest daughter who has never been on the show. She's yeah. like some violinist. And I just always wonder where is she at? Because she's well, yeah, was it, isn't she like a professional violinist? I think so. And she's they don't even say her name. No mention of her. So I would love to know. Well, do you remember in the Osbournes how the one daughter, Amy, was never oh, in yeah. the Osbournes? I do yeah. remember. Yeah. It's a little different, I guess, because they're the Osbournes, but <laughs> I do remember finding that out. And that was shocking. I was like, there's another child. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, they don't want to be a part of this empire. Like, um, it's okay, the Rob so Kardashian. I you know what's so funny about Rob Kardashian too is that he really is now truly looked at as like a folk hero of like he's the one that got away. And it's like, no, he just like is lazy. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, basically. like people are like, no, he made the right decision. It's like, no, he's just lazy dude. Like, yeah. Um, the other thing in trigger warning I want to bring up too is the other thing that I keep getting. You know, especially with Kim having the DUI and this season of discovery and stuff is that, you know, obviously I think she is dealing with uh, and admittedly so a lot of pain still because there is this didn't happen on the show. But before the show is she ran over one of her children with the car and and killed none child. of them dealt with that at. Yeah. All. And that basically broke the family, as as they say. And yeah, it's truly a horrible thing that happened. And none of, you know, none of them, they're ultra religious. They did not go to therapy. No, they <laughs> you know no they therapy is wrong in, in religious <laughs> households sometimes. But like, that's why this show actually is so weird, like so weirdly good is because I don't even think that was in the first episode. Like that was like kind of casually mentioned or you would look up article and you're like, oh, like they'll just drop information like that where you're like, oh, now mm -hmm. it makes sense how you guys act and why you guys act the way you do. Yeah. For two years, Kim and Ethan's wife, Olivia, you know, they didn't speak and we had no idea why. And it wasn't until this last season that we actually learned it had to do with like money and charging things on her husband's credit card and a lot deeper layers that you know they they didn't share prior and you kind of left you wondering and now we learned so much do you think they're filming right now i pray that they <laughs> i pray to whatever god they pray to pray <laughs> they are filming yeah, do we even know moment. what religion they're actually even are they are 
Because he goes to work all day, too. Like, Barry actually goes to a job every day, which I always wonder about. Like, let's get his let's get his co-workers on this thing. I don't I know. know. I what guess they think of Barry. I'm, I'm Jewish, so the whole thing always confuses me. Yeah. No, I, like, I just sex. don't. I, I just can't even imagine, though, Barry leaves that house and goes into the real world every day and then comes back to his refuge. What do you think? Uh, what do you hope and think you'll see on this next season? Because are, we'll see the DUI storyline potentially. Are we going to see Kim and Barry date other people? Like, what does oh, divorce look like? Like, do they do they do they rekindle? Like, what do you think will happen? I think we would see Kim date other people. Yeah, I don't think Barry would. Because Kim was trying to get it in with her uh, guy, her, the, the, the trainer guy, but the trainer kind of seemed a, like gay to me a little bit. Like, <laughs> well, no, I'm not. A, I don't mean that as a bad thing. It just like because because there was one weird look where, and then I was like, because Barry was like, "Look at you, stud," or something, and I was like, "Barry, what are you, Barry? What's Maybe. going on here?" I don't know. Uh, you know, I like to see reconciliation. I want to follow more of Micah's stories. He just like floats on couches in LA. Like yeah. I am fascinated he, by him. And he's getting acting opportunity or he's getting audition opportunities, but he, he's just, and that's what's so charming too about the kids is that they really are kind of like sponges and they're just so happy. Well, not happy, but they're like, they're just want experiences. They kind of eat it up, you know, like in the first season we got to watch, uh, you know, him, uh, was it, uh, uh, Ethan uh, drink liquor for the first time, mm-hmm. but he wanted, he just wanted the sweet liquor, you know? Yeah. Like the, it, it gives like naive Vanderpump rule vibes of like their crappy yes. house in Tampa and like sleeping on couches. Like it's, I enjoy watching. And that's what's sad. The further it goes on though, <laughs> is that we're starting to see them start to get jaded. Like we all are, you mm-hmm. know, like we're you're like, Oh my God, one day they're going to be really jaded. And the one dude's going to be sleeping with everybody, everything that moves, you know? Yeah. Well, it's so interesting too. Cause then there's the other daughter who's finally 18 that, who's super super religious and oh yeah guys what happens she was so her. happy because she has a prayer closet like this <laughs> one and she's like darling but like she's like god what am i old man darling she's like she's <laughs> she really is darling sweet. that's the she only really is sweet she's like the sweetest person and she like at her at her house she has her own personal prayer closet and she's so thankful for it and she goes in there and she prays for everybody and it, it's like i want things to be good for her so so much but it just it's like wow yeah i i hope they're filming i could watch the show forever <laughs> <laughs> i find them fascinating uh, okay so brands by bravo you recommend this even though it is not bravo so yes. this is the one bravo show that you are recommending to the audience and you feel confident even being brands by bravo <laughs> with a yes. with a rewatch podcast on new york right yes I was okay. outside of like, you know, I watch Netflix reality shows, but you're like, you're like, if I find out you're watching anything, but that show and Bravo, I'm going to be but ticked off. Plathville and TLC. I think it's the only T I know people like, like 90 day fiance and whatnot. I, I, it's too I, much. It's too I much. don't have the time. I also watch yeah. the bachelor. It's but Plathville. I oh, will you make watch the, the bachelor. Yeah. That's been See, like, I, my feel like you could, I feel like you need to get rid of the bachelor. I feel I like can't. That's- I've been watching that since I was like 10 years old with my mom since like early early seasons of bachelor bachelorette do i when i i shot a commercial with claire crawley last week uh and she's happily engaged did you see the ring she, yeah oh, she so was showing it everywhere her. and we like we had to have a conversation about you know she was telling me all these stories about 
um, like recently past boyfriends, like this, this one boyfriend from high school just reached out to her and she was telling me how, like when she first became the bachelorette, everybody was reaching out to her, like, mm-hmm. like all, all of a sudden out of the blue, everybody from high school wanted to talk to her again and stuff. And like, that doesn't how surprise he- me. I'm very happy. He seems like someone who doesn't care at all about being famous. He doesn't. All we have wanted forever is for Claire to find someone to love because she has been on the show many, many, many times. And you can tell, like, it's like these people, it's like, you can tell they're like, not stunted, but they're like, they're jolted by the experience. Like, she's just like, I'm so glad. I'm just so happy to not have to go back on the show. Like, you know, she, and she was the nicest person. Um, Okay. So just as we wrap up here, I want to remind people though about the podcast. So, so say the name one more time. Yeah, it's Real Housewives of Rewatch. And we're rewatching. And who do you host this with? Uh, Sue Funk at the Sue Funk. Um, she's a comedian. And Wait, friend. Sue Funk? <laughs> I was like, Sue Funk? I thought you were like at the Sue Funk dance class. I was like, oh, you were giving <laughs> no, her a handle. Her I was like, at the Sue Funk? What is that? Yeah. Okay. At Sue Funk. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then my Instagram and TikTok is at Brands by Bravo. And so you're doing first season of New York. We're on season two, but we did season one already. So wait, how many episodes are in season one in New York? Season one is like eight episodes and the reunion. And it's not a great season. Season one, it's not great. So season two is when it really picks up. Yes. We just watched the episode and just recorded this week of you're here and I'm here with (laughs) Kelly and Bethany. And that was fantastic to rewatch. Okay, so you guys go subscribe. I didn't really think I know this was out there. So this is good that you guys know this because this is the past. And also that way you can go back and watch these old episodes and then listen and like rewatch and stuff. And it's a fun way to actually remind yourself how good Roni was uh, and is, you know, to a degree and why we always love it so much. And it'll prep you for hopefully, you know, Roni legends, whenever that or Roni, whatever we're calling it with that. Yeah, it's been over a year since Roni's been on. So, you know, that's kind of where we were like, we missed that. And that's where where the idea started from. Um, well, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work out there. Uh, I thank you so much for all of your because she really does have an account, you guys, where you actually get information from so always go to her for actual information Thanks, like I'll, ma- I'll make up posts <laughs> and stuff like that and be silly but you can get she's funny but you get actual information so go check out the pod do that thank you you are welcome back anytime and wait you know what we should do when they do the season premiere we gotta recap the season yes premiere. absolutely you're we the got, person I every mean, time like, there's a plethora thing i okay because i know you're okay watch okay we gotta <laughs> recap the season premiere okay thank you so much Thanks, Ryan. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week from me, Sharina. <laughs> Betches.